Hello there, my name is Jeff, and welcome to episode 51 of the Game Sharks podcast, where we talk about our favorite thing in the world, food lodged in our esophaguses. <laughs> Jesus. How, how you doing, T-Con? Soon. <laughs> very <Fantastic>. soon. Fantastic. <laughs> uh, t had a, a slight choking incident right before we started recording. We were very worried about him, but he seems to be okay, right? You're okay? Right as rain. Oh, I love you, buddy. It's the price you pay for eating creamy peanut butter. Oh, you motherfucker! Don't bring peanut butter into this. We're not. We're not getting into it. And video games. Fuck you. Uh, <laughs> joining me this week is Tcon. Hello. Uh, Derek. Hello. And Andrew. Hi. Uh, hi, gentlemen. How are we doing? That's good. good. That's good. Glad to hear. It. <laughs> um, yes, Derek. I was to say, I'm about as good as a sandwich filled with crunchy peanut butter. Fuck you! <laughs> <laughs> Alright, it's a, it's an interesting week here for the Game Sharks podcast. It's the week before we get into our Game of the Year discussions. Uh, there's not a ton of news. Well, there's like there's some fun stuff. There's not a lot of big news, unless you count all the cyberpunk stuff. Uh, but that's a different story. Um, uh, so it's going to be a kind of light week, I'm guessing. A lot of us, I'm assuming, are playing games to touch us on our Game of the Year discussion for next week, so... No one's really playing a lot of new things, my assumption is. Uh, much, yeah. So, yeah, I'm thinking it's going to be a nice, light, casual episode. Our main topic is going to be talking about our favorite games that we played this year that didn't come out this year. Uh, that we played for the first time, obviously. So, that'll be fun to discuss. Everyone has, like, a list of their top three favorite games they played. So, yeah. Let's get this ball rolling. And we're going to start with an email. Ooh. This email is from Steve. He says, General Kenobis. So my I first... Th- <laughs> I think it's Kenobis, plural. I don't know. I'm reading it as Kenobis. Uh, Kenobis. <laughs> <laughs> so my first question is about cyberpunk that you didn't answer. Who has Laura Croft boobs? Based upon your last podcast, it sounded like the graphics would give you pointy boobs. I don't know what he's trying to say here. That the graphics are bad. You know how Laura Croft has pointy yeah, boobs? Yeah, I do. Is he I asking think, what character has pointy I boobs? Think he's, yeah. I think he is asking which one of us has triangle tits. Uh, my my textures weren't that low. <laughs> I don't think yeah, any of ours were neither, that low. Neither were mine. Mine were round. That's only like base PS4, Xbox One right there. Uh, Steve has an actual question for us though. He said, you all talked about the problems that you had, uh, with cyberpunk and pointed out some plot holes. How does Dante like this game? And how did IGN rate it a nine out of 10 for the PC version? I'm confused. Does Dante have a different storyline or are you guys so mad about the roughness of graphics and whatnot that, that you think the game isn't good? I guess I'm asking, why do some people think this game is good? Is there actually a part of the game that is good? Best Steve. Um, so yeah, the, the kind of the last thing that he says is like, why is this game so divisive? Why do some people love it like Dante and some people greatly dislike it like, uh, the majority of us? I mean, the simple answer is everyone has different tastes. Um, I think it's a combination of taste and experiences. Uh, I think we had a lot of rough experiences with, uh, technical issues and, um, I, we all kind of seem to agree that the game is a little bit shallow. But Dante, has, he's playing through um, GeForce now and having a great experience playing on like high-end equipment that's just being streamed to his computer so he can see it. And he 
he's enjoying just the scope of the world. Um, a lot of people, I've noticed that like some people like games with wide nets where they can just go do a lot of different types of things. Um, like a lot of small different things. Uh, but we seem to, as a group, kind of like deep games that focus very hard on one or two core things and really flesh out those things. That kind of be seems to be the games that we gravitate towards more so. Mm-hmm. as a group um so i think that's part of why us as a group really didn't like the game because it definitely is a very wide uh not deep game and that's how some people like things they get bored when they're just doing uh the same thing a lot yeah. and they want they're like oh i want to do all these small things yeah on a surface level there are a lot of people who can have fun just like running around with a sword and chopping heads off left and right and then also being a robot person yeah you know yeah, I, just because we don't like that doesn't mean that others won't. I I think you summed it up pretty pretty well uh, right there, Jeff. Um, especially on I think about what Dante's enjoying about it at least because I was I was having a conversation about the game with him. Basically, that's like all our conversations have been the past like <laughs> week. But I mentioned how uh, like there was a quest I did where. Uh, I stumbled upon a guy whose crotch was on fire, and wait, uh, was that a glitch or was that actually like no, just, okay? Like that—that that was the quest. Like this guy's like, I need help. My crotch is on fire. His his literally on dressing. fire or like he just has red just hair burning. I got the impression that it was literally on fire because he had like a, a robot penis or something. So nice. that's what I. So I had to take him I, to a ripper dock. One would, um, and like. For? you drop him off at the river dock and he's like, Oh my God, thank you so much. Like I'll, I'll call you. I'll call you. And I got this impression that like, Oh, okay. This is going to like, Oh, I'm like going to meet this guy. It's going to turn out. Maybe he's like some important guy. And like, I'm going to start doing quests for him or something like, okay, cool. And it turned out that no, he just, that was all I needed to do for him. And he called me an hour later and paid me my money. And when I went on my way and I was like, what, like, why, why didn't this go anywhere? And Dante was like, well, that's like, that's, what he likes about the game is there's all these tiny little random things that you can encounter like this little quest. And it's just like, you're just driving along and all of a sudden this guy wants you to, you know, take, take him to the dock, like the ripper dock because his penis is on fire or, or like he, he compared it to a witcher quest where uh, he stumbled upon this woman who couldn't find her bucket. And you do this whole thing trying to help her find her bucket. And it turns out the bucket was outside. And it's like the, it's these little things that suck you into the world. And for him, it sucks him in. He's in, you know, he's in cyberpunk. And for me, it was like, hmm, why didn't, why wasn't there more to this? Why wasn't there more depth to this one guy? So that definitely, uh, I think, ex- kind of explains it. Like we're looking for like some, sm- like a bunch of small pieces that are very deep. And he's 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 loving that he has this giant world filled with tiny little things that suck him in and and you know makes it feel a little more alive. Hmm. I think uh, another game that's a good example of this is Le- I almost said Left 4 Dead. Uh, Red Dead Redemption Two. That's another one where it's like you are immersing yourself in the world. It's a it's like it's a lot like people embracing the role playing, you know. Uh, and people like yeah. a- Andrew and I like that game. That's a game that's way too slow for me personally. But there are people who love taking the game at that slow place and doing all the mundane slow things that a cowboy would do. Um, it's just like that style of game where you, it really takes you embracing the role of the character that you are playing in order to enjoy it to its fullest that oh, yeah. some people just can't get into. 
100 yeah. percent this this game is so much closer to the the gta uh red Dead red Dead to even even i would say like um the new assassin's creed games than what i think we were expecting on the end of of like skyrim and other uh open world rpgs that have like long expansive quest chains that like reveal story as opposed to like one big story and then like little tiny things scattered throughout like mm. uh that is really the big difference it i think as i'm playing it more and my mindset is changing i think it's actually helping me enjoy it a little more i think because yeah. I think part of the problem too is how the game was marketed and versus what we got. Very uh, true. Very true. Te- technical issues aside, you know they built up this you know story about this huge, connected, living, breathing world that is filled to the brim with stuff to do and people to meet and like you're gonna have fun exploring the city. Uh, and but we also have a very you know compelling story with characters and and whatnot and the game doesn't like really truly fulfill any of those it only it surfaced deep in all of those areas yeah you know like nothing actually connects to each other like the side quests don't connect to the main quest the the subplots in the main quest don't connect to each other and don't have any sort of payoff in regards to each other whatsoever you're basically going through like two different main stories that like peter out towards the end and don't actually like have consequences Hmm. um so i think that's a big reason why it fell flat too yeah for sure some people don't care about that because you're a fucking cyborg in this cyberpunk city and you can just run around and drive and like kill dudes, you know. I do know. Um, all right, thank you for the email, Steve. We really appreciate it. Uh, let's move on to news, and we'll just kind of keep on the cyberpunk train here because it's kind of the big thing that dominated the news over the last week <laughs> was surprise, just the, the fallout yeah. of of cyberpunk twenty seventy seven. Uh, so I got three bits of news here. The first one is. Um, that CD Projekt Red could face a class action lawsuit for misrepresentation. Um, uh, there's some rumors going on that in Poland that there are some lawyers that are looking into potentially uh, creating a cra- class action lawsuit against CD Projekt Red uh, for the obvious reasons that we've been stating over the last week about um, basically it didn't deliver what the game was promised to be. Um which would be kind of a big blow to the company. However, Derek, you were saying that you found contradictory evidence to this. Uh, yeah, and I couldn't really find anything again. Okay. Um, but I know the uh, the original. It. It's more so. I think it sounds like, like, um. People who are completely, I know, like investors are involved, but like people who aren't even involved in things, seeing uproar and saying, "Ooh, what? Can, like, maybe we can, we can do something. Like, how do we, how do we make money off of this?" Yeah. And so this is like, I feel like this is probably an investor, like saying an investor, 
maybe like, hmm, how can I make more money off of CP Project Red right now? Uh, ooh, I'll like threaten them with a lawsuit or something that maybe has no like they don't they don't have uh, like any base to go off right now. They're just like spewing words for the hell of it. I don't actually think this will come into any fruition. I don't even think you can like sue a video game company for the video game not being what they marketed as even like the marketing was off but it wasn't that off yeah i feel i mean if you can sue red bull because their drink doesn't physically give you wings then like you could sue some anyone for anything you know uh especially class action when you get hundreds of thousands of people behind it yeah i i don't know i feel like that'd be like suing disney because episode nine was bad though you know it's like oh this wasn't the movie you should have tried (laughs) but maybe this this goes past just the quality of the game it i think more so revolves around cd projects red's handling of the entire situation with the like actual just lying about review codes you know and the and only giving out pc review codes and like claiming that the ps4 and xbox one versions are finished games and then letting them hit shelves and then seeing this backlash yeah i'm i'm with you where i don't think anything's gonna come of it but i i could see a world a world where it does happen um just because there are a lot of people who are very angry about it um speaking of people who are very angry about it. Uh, a bunch of people returned their games as CD Projekt Red had told them to do. Sony, uh, as we were recording last week, obviously announced that they are they pulled the game from the store and were issuing refunds to everyone. Xbox was also doing the same thing. But now, uh, there's a bunch of whiny man babies out there who are apparently very angry that they refunded the game but didn't get to keep the game. <laughs> oh, Which, I saw that. So here's here's a, a a tweet from some dude. I just got refunded for Cyberpunk, but now you guys are removing it from my console. I want to play the game still. You scam the world by allowing a game to be released and sold on your console that doesn't work, and I and will not for months. Um, do you think this guy is listening to what he's saying? No, no. He's complaining that the game is broken. And then he wants his money back for it, but he still wants to play it. That he's like he's contradicting. So apparently, there's like a lot of people online complaining about this. Uh, and then it's kind of like game journalists and media and like companies being like, "Hey, you guys are all idiots. That's not how that works. It's just you know, uh, everyone. It's it's the whole thing of everyone feels entitled to what they want as opposed to you know what reality is." Hmm. Uh, but yeah, it's kind of crazy that this is a thing at all. Um, so yeah, let's let's do, hit the last cyberpunk news that we got, which is it's kind of a PSA for everybody. If your save file gets over eight megabytes, oh. it may permanently corrupt your save file, <laughs> which is like a chair. Uh, I don't know, the ninth cherry on top of this shit Sunday. Yeah, uh, it, it's like that, with the new like that new update that came out turned. Uh I don't th- I don't think it was a new thing. I think it's just people's file sizes are finally getting to that size. 
Um, um, I don't think it was added in the game afterwards. I think it's just always been there, but it's just like people are understanding now that that's what's happening. Um, that's the uh, the Bethesda bugs we're looking for right there. Yeah, because you said that happened to you on the <laughs> PS3, right? For, yeah, uh, on, Skyrim? Uh, for Skyrim. Yeah, that's insane. Uh, so CD Projekt Red had a statement. Uh, unfortunately, um, this is specifically a response to someone who's like, hey, help me. And they said, unfortunately, the save is damaged and cannot be recovered. Please use an older save file to continue playing and try to keep a lower amount of items and crafting materials. Oh, my God. If you have used the item duplication glitch, please load a save file that you did not do this. The save file limit might be increased in uh, a future patch, but the corrupted file will remain that way. So they're basically <laughs> saying, like, hey, stop picking stuff up in our game. You're breaking it. Like, What? I, <laughs> it sounds like though, because that's like a lot. I feel like for Eight a save megabytes? file, yeah. yeah. I have no so concept. It sounds of how like big supposed maybe to be. they were doing the duplication glitch and duped so much that their save file got like over, you know. Yeah, too, you know, too, no, there was too a much. dupe glitch. Yeah, I didn't either. Um, there, there's a list of ways here in this article that tell you how to figure out what your um your the size of your save file is on the various consoles so if you are someone who is playing a lot of cyberpunk and enjoying it check the size of your save file because you might be boned if you don't just as a heads up uh for you dante <laughs> i don't know how that works with uh a streaming service is his save file saved on in in the cloud like is that on his console or is that i don't know how that works like, is his save file local, or is it part of the service? Anyone know? I that, would be, that would be a Derek's area of expertise. What? So, <laughs> you, what are they saying it need, is, needs to be over 8 uh, megabytes? Because I'm looking at my save file right now. It just says the save file itself is that it's over 8 megabytes. Because my, my saved data... On Cyberpunk is 1.46 megabytes, but when I dive into it, okay, yeah, my like auto saves are like 12 megabytes. I don't know if it's collective or individual, but then, like, You'd I'm already over collective. eight megabytes. You know? Are you? You just said you're at one megabyte. No, 12 megabytes. Oh, maybe it's an individual save file. Like, if any individual file gets over eight, it gets corrupted. But they're they're all over tw- eight. They're all like twelve. Okay, I'm opening the article. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I was gonna say maybe it got patched or something, but it doesn't seem like it. Mm, yeah, they would have said there would have been like a a thing saying that it was patched for sure. Anyways, know, it's a it's, I mean it was only a possibility, right? Like it's not yeah. guaranteed. Like once you hit eight, good luck. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> I don't know. For Timer sure. starts. Well, now I'm scared, guys. <laughs> Don't play the game, Derek. That's I, I haven't, I haven't played it like at all lately. Oh wow! Uh, so you didn't beat the story, right, Tikan? You just kind of put it down. All right, we'll get into that later. Uh, let's do these last couple news stories, or we have four more. Um, apparently, there's an update to PS5 that solved the issue of 
playing the wrong version, like the PS4 version. So now when you the, go to start oh, a game, yep. the Jordan clause, the Jordan clause. So now when you go to start a game, uh, you'll get a confirmation screen that says you're about to play the PS4 version of this game. Do you want to switch to the PS5 version? Which is so nice and probably yeah. should have been there from the beginning. But hey, Absolutely. Uh, I guess we'll take it late rather than not at all. It's it's very, very helpful for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I think when I downloaded Assassin's Creed, I downloaded both the PS4 and PS5 version. Yeah, it automatically downloads both versions usually. Oh, uh, yeah. A lot of people are oh. like, they go through their, like, how did my system fall, uh, fill up so fast? And you go and look at your save data, and you have two copies of Call of Duty. You have two copies of yeah. the last one. Like, yeah, I, I noticed and that. That's the that's how I found out I had two copies. Because it's like, how the hell, after like three games, is this thing already full? Yeah. And it's funny that the PS4 versions of the games usually take up more space. Yeah, that's weird. They probably just not why. optimized. I don't, I don't know, know why that is, yeah. Um, so yeah, that's a nice quality of life update from PlayStation. Thank you for that, guys. Uh, okay. They, <laughs> Riot kind of shadow announced a League of Legends MMO via Twitter. They just said, he, the, um, the vice president of um, IP and entertainment at Riot Games tweeted out that they were they're hiring for a new project that's being developed in the League of Legends universe. Someone tweeted at him saying, "Hey, is this an MMO?" And the guy said, "Yep." <laughs> <laughs> so that that's how they announced that there's going to be a League of Legends MMO. Dude, I don't cool, know so you're Twitter finally going to play like... an MMO. I'm not going to play any MMOs. Uh, Dante was trying to get Derek and I to play RuneScape, RuneScape? What original or whatever. I just kept telling him to get out of here. I have never played an MMO and. Uh, I'm. I know my personality. I know who I am, and it is a dangerous game for me to get heavily into an MMO. Yeah. Uh, Too much time cons- for other stuff. Exactly. Um. But do any of you have any interest in playing a League of Legends MMO? It depends. I, I feel maybe like I'll I'm, try it. I'm obligated to at least try it because I've said for years that the only way i'll get into an mmo is if it is final fantasy 14 and i just bite the bullet or it's a league mmo and yeah. now it's happening so those if there were going to be some i've heard that final fantasy 14 has the best final fantasy story out of any final fantasy game um really? right. yeah so or at least among the best yes so it's like i've i've considered that one heavily several times um yeah. i'd play it with you Oh, don't tell me that. Willis has been trying to get me to play it for years. Every every couple months or so, he'll be like, "Hey, there's they added a ninja class. You could you can be a ninja. Hey, they have this cool new expansion where you can fly on a chocobo. And he just like he like or he'll send me like trailers for expansions and stuff. And he's just trying to goad me into playing it. So, so, I don't know. Sounds kind of cool. Maybe, maybe, maybe See, in the the winter. Don't, don't say know, that Jeff. it's winter. Now that we have the uh, podcast, winter started two days ago. I know it did. <clears throat> now that we have the podcast, we might, I think, just have the presence of mind to say, like, we're not going to get addicted to it, and because we have all the single player games that we are more obligated to play. And you just kind of, you know, pick it so up. That's all, right. all. That's all in your maybe. Mental, bro. Well, we can talk about it later. Maybe you can convince me to play Final Fantasy fourteen, or we can just wait five years for the League MMO. But if we do play Final Fantasy fourteen, I call dibs on being a dragoon. I think that's a thing. Um. So yeah, League MMO is coming out. Get hyped, maybe. Uh. 
Andrew, tell me about the KFC console. Oh gosh. So you guys know KFC. Kentucky Fried Chicken. Kentucky Actually, fried it's chicken. Uh, it is no longer Kentucky Fried Chicken, isn't it? Kitch- kitchen Fresh Chicken now? They changed it? I thought that was like me? 10, 15 years ago. Yeah. It hasn't been Kentucky what? Fried Chicken in a long time. I thought they changed really? it back. Did they change it back? I, just, I didn't I haven't know that seen there was a change. Kitchen Fresh Chicken in fucking years. Uh, I don't remember. I don't didn't know it ever remember, was called. Remember, was it House uh, IHOP? In, in, International they House of Burgers. Yeah, they changed the International... <laughs> Yeah, uh, well, uh, yeah. Did I that go back that. too? I don't know. I no, I do remember that, Jeff, but I don't remember it being called I, that you know, like in the last ten years, so Yeah. Uh, maybe it was just a meme back in a while ago. Yeah. yeah, I'm looking it up and it's it's Kentucky fried chicken, so Yeah. So either way, uh KFC the day after the PlayStation five reveal event teased the KF console. It's like KFC console, but they share the C. Um and everyone thought like, oh, haha, they're just getting in on the new console hype. It's just a funny meme. Uh, they tweeted again yesterday. This is fucking real. Yeah. KFC is making a game console. Uh, it's called the KF console, <laughs> as mentioned. Amazing. It is going to be a VR-ready, Intel-powered PC capable of 4K ray tracing, gameplay up to 240 FPS, and a patented chicken chamber that will keep your chicken warm as you game. This is not a joke. I'm reading this from an article. No fucking way. <laughs> this is like, this is a real thing, <laughs> and it's I am insane. oddly intrigued. Uh, so this here's what we need to do. was built for Leroy Jenkins. We need to start. I just wanted some chicken. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we need to start. We need to start a Patreon so we can fund the podcast getting uh, a KF console. Yeah, this thing's got to be like four thousand dollars. That would yeah, be my right? guess. There's no price or anything. Um, like it seems uh, way too saying, powerful if it's, if it's to be coming from. Bucks, I'm like, I was gonna say, I will just outright buy it. I don't care. Will you? Oh man. <laughs> so like. I feel like- do we think that this is actually real, or do you think they're just going really hard on a joke? Because like, there's know, no dude. way this is real. There's pictures. Yeah, but like anyone can make mock-up pictures. What is it? A toaster and oven like, with a dish tray? It no, looks. Icon, are you seeing this? Are you seeing? Did you look article? at the article? It's oh. in. It's in the doc. Um, oh, all right, here we go. Um, but like, and the the chicken chamber is patented. Like, this is a real... Like, they're doing it. Like, the KFC console is housed in a custom Cooler Master NC100 chassis and includes an Intel NUC9 and an Asus Power GPU that can be swapped out. It also has two Seagate Barracuda 1TB SSDs that have PCLE NVMe speeds that are six times faster. This is 100% like a marketing thing where it's going to be like... They're going to make one of them. In order to get it, go in and order... a. 12 count KFC bucket for your chance to win one of five KF consoles. Or yeah, something like I that. don't think this is going to be something purchasable. I think, yeah, it's going to be like a, a thing where you have to win it by going to KFC. Yeah. I think I mean, that's spot knows, on. Though, who knows, though, because KFC also made a dating sim and yeah, a Lifetime movie. They just made a, like... Yeah, they just made a Lifetime movie starring Mario <laughs> Lopez as Colonel Sanders. So, like, so what like, the fuck? <laughs> this could, this could absolutely be real. <laughs> They've been making moves this year, so I would not be surprised if this is a real thing. So it's it's just yeah, it's just, it's a PC with a chicken. <laughs> yeah, that's all it is. Chicken. Not like a console. They're just 
making a bunch of PCs with or in custom cases. I mean, that's what the new systems are basically. They're just PCs that you can. But this is like. well, it depends. Are you gonna have to download Windows onto it, or is it does it have its own operating system? <laughs> That's a good question. When, only time K- will tell. KFOS. <laughs> K- oh God. <laughs> oh my God. Um. Okay. Let's. Description reads: Utilizing the system's natural heat and airflow system, you can now focus on your gameplay and enjoy hot, crispy chicken between rounds between rounds <laughs> yeah the, the funniest thing about this is that it implies that you already have like hot chicken in front of you and you just need to prevent it from going cold because you're too focused on playing video games so like what is the market for this <laughs> i don't know dude <laughs> fucking enthusiasts tcon um all right, let's talk about this last news thing. It's 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 a thing that I saw today, uh, and it just got me a little bit excited. So the creator of Banjo Kazooie put out a tweet today, and he said, "When we were working on Banjo Tooie, a certain game was released that involved Nintendo characters duking it out." He's talking about Super Smash Brothers for the N sixty four. Twenty years later, it it could well be the game that saved Banjo Kazooie. What will be next? Uh, what will next year bring for Bear and Bird? So this got people talking. Is is there like a new Banjo Kazooie game in the works? Why? Because obviously, uh, Banjo and Kazooie are in Smash. Uh, in the tweet, there's a picture of the Smash sixty four logo, and then the picture of Banjo and Kazooie in the newest Smash trailer for Sephiroth. Um, so I don't know. What do you guys think? Is this is this just a guy appreciating his his 20-year-old IP making a reappearance, or do you think it it's like him making hints at something? Hmm. It's hard to say. <clears throat> because, you know, we haven't really seen anything like this with the Smash roster before, barring, like, Pit and Kid Icarus. Hmm. And Sakurai was directly responsible for Kid Icarus Uprising. So this is not, like, you know, technically the Banjo creator's are rare i i don't know you know what goes on with microsoft or what they've been doing really with rare for the last 20 years but i think that rare would probably have full creative opportunity to do a new banjo game if they wanted to yeah you'd imagine nothing's nothing's been stopping them yeah i think they still own the ip so i don't know if banjo being like banjo has still been just as popular a character before his release into smash so see but there hasn't he hasn't appeared in any video games since nuts and bolts on the xbox 360 truly uh i don't think i ever played a banjo game uh so like what do you would you be excited if a new banjo game came out oh yeah absolutely I think they could really do some amazing things with the 3D platformers. Like, think about Astro's Playroom and how fun that was. And now just yeah. imagine that as Banjo. <laughs> it's like, I equate it to Crash Bandicoot, right? Like, mm. Crash, in, the Insane Trilogy came out, renewed interest in the franchise. They made a fourth game, and it's really good. Yeah. I don't know. I, I kind of have hopes that this could happen. Um, I know we're Apparently, getting... Apparently, Grant Kirkhope does not. No, he doesn't think so. No, if you scroll down a little more in that article, it brings up a couple of Grant Kirkhope tweets, and he said uh, that the that even though Crash was renewed, mm-hmm. the newest game didn't sell as well. Um, ah, gotcha. So he says, 
uh, and this he tweeted this two days ago. Uh, he says, honestly, my mind hasn't changed. I doubt we'll ever see a new Banjo-Kazooie game. Hmm. Uh, it says BK game. He could t- be talking about sneaking. I highly doubt that. that you don't. Is what he's you don't to. know. <laughs> Sneak King Two. He may, he may be saying he's he's playing his cards right. He's just saying like, oh, we're not going to get another Sneak King while secretly not denying that there's a new Banjo Kazooie game. Um, the the thing though is that Rare is a Microsoft studio and it would come to Game Pass, so the sales wouldn't matter as much, you know. Yeah. So who knows? Yeah, that's true. It is entirely a possibility. I think. Uh, yeah. Only time. We'll tell. Uh, that's all I got for news. So let's talk about what we've been playing lately. Has anyone been playing anything interesting that's new? Not like mm-hmm. old stuff that we've been playing uh, for Game of the Year. Oh, yeah. What do you got? Well, uh, following our um, Back for Blood alpha test, yeah. we played Left 4 Dead 2 yesterday. Yeah. Yes, we did. Wait, I and, thought that was Monday. Uh, yeah, Same Monday. Thing. That was Monday. Same, you guys understand, you know, you get it. Um, and it was my first time playing it, even though I've owned it for like 10 years. Uh, so what did you oh think? My, oh my, that was the most fun I've had in a video game in like a long time. It, that, isn't this so fun? So yeah. much fun. It's just that like pure, fre- frenetic, chaotic, zombie killing fun. But it's also like there's, there is a strategy to it. And mm. like sort of the chaos that evolves over the course of like the four of us, like killing the chaos that is Derek throwing fire at everything. <laughs> yeah, I think, yeah. I think Jeff finally realizes I'm really not that bad with a Molotov compared to Derek. Yeah, who I literally to... would just throw Molotovs on top of me. I used to uh, think Tikan was like anytime I would see a Molotov, I would pick it up and instantly throw it on the ground, like far away from everyone, because he would throw them in the middle of combat, and then there'd just be zombies on fire running at us. Uh, but. Derek took it to a new level and was actively throwing Molotovs <laughs> at like Tikon who was down to, to try to kill the zombies around him. Oh, there was fire and, uh, everywhere. And, yeah, and at one point, yeah. one of you threw a Molotov in that tunnel, and there were zombies coming at oh, me, yep. and I couldn't, I couldn't yeah. get through the fire to go to join up with you guys. Also, that was me. so I had to make a standoff. Almost, I think almost every round, Derek had the most friendly fire. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, well. I don't. I don't think that's true. I think uh, there was a point where Jeff had the most friendly fire. Uh, I don't know about Either that way, uh, yeah. Take a screenshot. The... Hold on. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Not only is it, a, is it, you know, like a fast-paced, zombie-slaying fun time, it's just the narratives that evolve like this, you know, with the, between the four of us is, is just really, really fun. And I've never... Uh, it's been at least been a very long time since I've done like a four player co-op like campaign of anything. Mm. So I think the last time I tried, uh, with the exception of the most recent Back of a Blood Alpha, uh, was Borderlands 2 in high school with a couple friends. Hmm. Um, so like, it's just, I love doing co-op campaigns. So so, it was just so much fun. There are so many good, like four player games i feel like out right now the problem is that like they're just they're not all as like fun as left for dead yeah i think um i would love to keep playing left for dead like do all the campaigns i think there's 14 of them in total now in left for dead 2 jeez yeah Uh, 
so I would love to do all those with you guys and then maybe move on to Halo. I know I've been talking about playing through all the Halo campaigns, which you're, I haven't done yeah, in a I long time. That. been asking. been asking a lot. I am so ready. Yeah, let's do it. Let's uh, do those two things. Like maybe like yeah. one one night a week we can just get together and play four-player co-op games. We also, yeah, and we also got to do uh, Ghost Legends. Yeah, I played a little bit of that with Andrew for the first time. That was really fun. Oh, how was it? Yeah. Yeah, it was good. I think I did I'm, as much as you and uh, Andrew did, Derek, the first time you yeah, guys played. Derek, yeah, Jeff, the first Derek three chapters or whatever. Derek and I played the first five story missions, and then Jeff and I started at the beginning, and then we did the first five story missions. Yeah, <laughs> it's like the same exact spot. So um, I, I've played all of those twice, and it was pretty evident that I was much more powerful than Jeff. Oh, yeah. yeah. So he was, was like, like, oh, man. shotting dudes. He's like, yeah, well, I, we struggled way more when we did it, and we were playing, and I'm like shooting people with arrows and takes like three or four arrows to take him down because i chose the the hunter class which is all yeah. about archery and andrew's the assassin class which just seems broken there was like like boss people he was just walking up to and stabbing and killing in one hit uh, so i was like I oh think yeah it this does is... have to do with my power level though i think yeah i think so too built to be the starting levels uh so. but yeah that's super fun i enjoyed it uh we should keep playing i would love to do all the story missions and then like do yeah. some of the raid stuff or whatever yeah, I, I, I want to try like you know the raids and the survival mode with four people because I think that once we experience the game with the full breadth of classes, that'll be a really really, really fun time. Mm. Yeah, Tikan, you have to play the samurai class because all the other ones are taken. That's the rule. Mm. I'm sorry, but yeah, because Andrew's the assassin, Derek is the Ronin, I'm the hunter, so we just need a samurai now. What kind of is the samurai? Uh, just like they special- plastic pure sword, sword yeah, play, right? They, they specialize in just murdering people with their swords. Yeah. I think I can get down with that because I yeah. I just started playing and I am having a hell of a time cutting people down. Yeah, that game's super fun. Um, Cool. Uh, anything else new, Andrew? Oh, you know it, Jeff. Oh, baby. I have been playing Yakuza Like a Dragon. <laughs> what do you think? That game's great. Right? It's so it, fun. It's, it's yeah. It's just it's. I think it is the modern evolution of Earthbound. Mm. In in that it is not only like a great unique JRPG, but it's almost a parody of JRPGs, where it's kind of making fun of the genre's tropes in really like creative ways. Like like we've said before, uh, you know, instead of being like a knight a mage and a, and a cleric you are uh fucking uh you, your actual literal jobs in the game are homeless person like, <laughs> like beat cop yeah just like da- break dancer right and the way that you get new jobs in the game is by going to the find work company and like actively searching for yeah, jobs. Yeah, like doing so new real like... life jobs. You can be a construction worker. Yeah. And that that's your like that is your battle job. It's yeah. Yeah, it's really really silly and funny. It but is, yeah, I yeah. I see the Earthbound comparisons really great because it's like it's a modern in the sense of like it's just taking place in kind of real life. There's not yeah, magic or just, anything. You're just in a in a section of Japan. Your enemies aren't like, you know, you're not killing god. You're fighting mobs you know? yeah you're just fighting criminals on the street but uh yeah like, it's like like when you yeah when you like the enemies that you find are just like kind of 
like enemy uh, factions, and so like you walk up and your enemy will be menacing men, and then you just like duke it out. But and then there's the added layer of Ichiban's perception of all of the characters and scenarios being like Dragon Quest. Yeah, which, he sees know, the all the people fighting like that he's fighting as like big burly men when they're just like they're just normal dudes but they like transform yeah. into like super stylized caricatures uh yeah. and he's like am i the only one that sees this and his party members are like yes you're insane yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, so it's like it's just it's one of the most grounded but still creative uh jrpgs that i've played uh and i really like and coming off of cyberpunk i i really like this city design more because like it's still dense in a way where there's a lot of stuff to do in the city but because i'm centralized in this one location i'm learning my way around and as i go from quest to quest i don't have to rely on my map because i am actually recognizing my surroundings and i'm like okay i know where to go um and then so it's it's it feels you know much more connected for me to actually move through that world mm -hmm. um and i think that the the writing is really good the characters are really cool the story so far is super intriguing which is like you know it, i feel like on the surface i wasn't really with it and then it just kind of takes it in interesting ways yeah um and it's just it's one it's like the simplest way that you can make a, a compelling story and i i really i'm digging it a lot uh, my one complaint is that the first battle music is the, the f like my fucking jam, like it's this like awesome electro step like like EDM bop, and then it just goes away, and you just never hear it again. And I'm like, huh. what happened? Uh, that's a pretty like, minor complaint. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I, I know I, it's minor, but that's like my only. That's the only thing I don't like about it. Right? I think like, that game is a very complete package. I don't think it does anything poorly. I think it does everything good to amazing. So it's yeah. like just a very enjoyable overall experience for sure. Yeah. Top tier really, JRPG. Really great. The I think the combat system is one of my favorite JRPG combat systems. Yeah, the kind of ever. like free roaming but also yeah, turn based. It's, so, it's just like it's it's turn based, but it's real time. You it's know? not so, real time. So if you just like, hover... well, I mean, it's it's real time in the way that your characters are moving about yes. the space, not yeah. necessarily in the order that they attack. Yeah. Um, and it, so it's like you know you can use that to your advantage because the enemies and your party members will naturally kind of move throughout the landscape. And every, every uh, battle location is just wherever you are in the city. There's no special screen. And so like all of your surroundings matter, you know, sometimes Ichiban will pick up a bicycle and just smash someone over the head with it or like a bench or a traffic cone or whatever. Right. Mm. Um, and so the game, you know, forces you to pay attention to your surroundings and it forces itself to pay attention to your surroundings because it has to be smart about like where you are in relation to your enemy and your allies, right? So like there's a there's like an AoE um fire attack on the homeless person on his well, some of his movesets. Mm -hmm. And so it kind of shoots in a straight line like a cone in front of you, right? So if you wait until the enemies are have like shifted about in a way where they're bunched up a little, then you can actually hit multiple enemies with the fire attack. Whereas sometimes if you just spam your move, then you'll only hit one guy. Uh, yeah. and, and so selecting, I think, you know, where to go. And because when you do your attack too, your 
your party member will stay where they moved to, where the enemy is. So then it makes them vulnerable to the enemies in relation to where that is instead of where they were. So the the combat is like constantly shifting. It's so dynamic. Like I love it. Yeah, I'm glad you're enjoying it. It's uh, I'm glad you got to a point where you can like appreciate it. If uh for game of the year stuff because i think it's yeah it's i mean that there. was my goal it was my it was like kind of the last you know big game that i really felt like i needed to play i like the only other one would be like half-life alex but obviously i don't have the means to play it yeah um and then other than that it would be like all these random indie games but mm. i feel like i've I, like i you know i don't have a lot of time to play every game so True. i felt pretty content with picking this one as my last my last hill to climb uh any other games um nothing uh new but i did boot up cyberpunk on my ps4 just to see uh (laughs) and i only played it i only played it for 10 minutes just because i could not stomach like even playing the game like i couldn't i just couldn't bring myself to actually like continue because i was like no you said boring you said it was the driving that really kind of killed you because you did the nomad beginning and it's a lot of driving i was like i was like let's see how different the, you know the different uh, prologues are so i started as a nomad and you you start with like this fucking jeep wrangler or whatever and it's like the, like you just flick the stick and the tail end of your car just like does a full 90 degree swing and i'm like <laughs> and so then the next 200 feet of driving are you swinging the back of your car back and forth trying to straighten out and it will not do it until you stop <laughs> uh so that at that point i was like nope i'm just gonna delete it uh but from the 10 minutes I played, it seems to run okay. I didn't experience any frame drops or glitches. Mm. So maybe the patches are working. You also weren't um, in a very like populated area. When yeah. you're out of the city, things are much That's simpler. Also, also a good point. Either way, uh, I guess we'll never know. <laughs> we may never know. Yeah. Um, only game that I've been putting more time into is Star Renegades. The, the pixelated... Uh, turn-based roguelike game and that game's so fun uh like i said last week it's like a board game and i'm just each battle it's just like sitting there and thinking and plotting out the perfect turn and and because there's like there's no mystery to it it's not crits aren't random it has to do with like when you attack and who you attack uh it like that it shows you exactly what the enemy is gonna do so you can plan around that it's it's super fun it's a very it's the most Jeff game uh, I think I've played this year. <laughs> it's just, it's like, this game was made for me. Kind of like Bugsnax was made for you, Andrew. Star, mm-hmm. Star Renegades was made for me. Uh, so I've been really digging that game quite a bit. Uh, Derek, did you end up pay- playing that at all? I know I said that you would love it. It's on Game Pass. Uh, no, I so I, I didn't download Ooh. it yet. Um, I, I probably will download it uh, eventually, though. Cool. Um, so yeah, that's really it for me just a lot i've played a lot of like i played some final fantasy 7 remake i played some ghosts uh with andrew um i played a little ori i played a little last of us you know just things that are going to be towards the top of the game of the year discussion that i haven't played since like february or june Mm -hmm. you know um but yeah nothing crazy for me what about you tikan um I think the only thing that I've really started new is uh, Ghost of Tsushima, finally. Okay, so how are you feeling about that? Oh god, it's amazing. Uh, it, it's, it looks so beautiful. It's such a pretty game. 
Yeah, the all the um, particle effects and just the way the natural world looks is so incredible. And like it's during autumn, so like all the leaves are different colors and stuff, and like it's just like a great blend of colors. And I really like the combat. I am having a load of fun just cutting people down with the sword. Uh, I love. I do a standoff anytime I can. Yeah, yeah I made so a, I made a standoff build. You can eventually you can make it so you can like kill more and more people with your standoff so i would i would run into a camp start a standoff and kill like five people which is like half the camp sometimes so <laughs> am i the am i the only one who didn't like standoffs yeah i think you were so I was, I, there's there's been a few times where i've stood off with the leader well i didn't mean to or just click standoff and there's the leader of the camp and i just immediately cut him down I'm like huh that was easy <laughs> Yeah, I never ever did standoffs. I, oh, yeah, well, you you I played a more sneaky assassin build. Yeah, because that, that's needed. just how I like to play games. I like to try See, and stealth my way around. Normally, I like doing that, but this game, I just run right in and just cut everybody down. Because it's the way of the samurai. Yeah, it is, it is the way. Yeah. See, I thought I was gonna play it sneaky, but then once I started, I was like, "Oh no, we're just yeah. balls to the wall. Everybody dies." Yeah, that's one of the games where it's, it's like it's a perfect game to start sneaky and then when things go awry, then you just go full samurai mode. It's one of the yeah. best games at kind of being able to do both and feel good. Yeah, um, the amount of variety and play style that that game brings is pretty is pretty nuts. Yeah, it's that game is pretty incredible. Um, I'm really liking it. I'm glad. Uh, definitely get a chance to play more in the next week uh, so you can talk about it more and more. Gonna try. Uh, uh I picked up. I didn't play much the past couple of days, but I, I picked up Smash again. Nice. Yeah. How's that going? It's good. Uh, I think I have two characters left to unlock. Oh, nice. Last time I checked in, or like you told us, you had thirty left, so you're making progress. <laughs> yeah, I played a lot while I was at work last week. <laughs> um, but yeah, and then I got Sephiroth. I was. I didn't think I was going to get him, but then I didn't realize that easy meant like. Easy, oh yeah. Easy. Oh yeah. I mean, he yeah. came out yesterday, regardless uh, of if you did that challenge or not. Like he's just no, out for I, everyone now. I did. A, I did the challenge. Um, nice. Yeah, Wait, easy so mode, super easy. Actually, that begs a question to me. If you didn't buy the fighter pass, can you still do the Sephiroth challenge? No. 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 Did they confirm that? Yes. Yeah, I want to say okay. they said it in the video. I yeah, I don't remember. So it was only available for people who had. Purchase that the makes, DLC. No, yeah, that makes sense. It's just something I thought. Like, wait a minute. Mm. Yeah, because that would have been a very easy free character. Yeah. Unless uh, they made it, you could only do it on very hard. Yeah, that I would, mean, they that would have been it. interesting. Um, Andrew and I, it, right? yeah, Andrew and I have been playing a lot of. We play Smash every day, um, but we've been playing a bunch of Sephiroth. Andrew, uh, we have come to the oh, conclusion yeah. that Sephiroth is not the type of character for him. Correct. Um, so my my kind of assumption watching all the videos and stuff uh, was correct, where he's very fast, very powerful, but his moves have a lot of startup and end lag. So you kind of need to have perfect decision making because if you make one wrong choice, you get punished very hard for it. Yeah, the second um, you commit to anything, you're just in lag hell. Yeah. Uh, so I have been playing him. I got him into Elite Smash, and I'm actually I played some more today, and it's like I was teetering back and forth between Elite Smash. So I would win a game, get into Elite Smash, lose a game, and move out. And like I couldn't do sets of three with people because once you get in or out, out uh, you can't rematch that person because they are either 
are or aren't in Elite Smash. Um, but I don't know. It's like I have confliction about it because I don't think I'm good enough to play him. I think I get because I'm not insanely good at the game. I when I miss moves and whatnot with him, I just die. Especially against Andrew, he just knows me as a player so well that if I screw up anything, I just get Omega punished. Um, Not all the time, but most, most of, the time. of the time. So yeah, we'll see. I might play him a little bit more, but I probably I think I'm going to end up falling off of him because I think he just doesn't fit my play style when there are already a couple characters that yeah. fit me perfectly. So Sephiroth is a very polarizing character for me because he has very high highs and very high low or very low lows. Yeah, where like getting the kills with him are very satisfying and a mm. lot of his moves are just like do stupid amount of damage um but like you like you said it's the and lag and the committal to his moves that make it really hard to, yeah. to enjoy actually playing him he's one of, he's like yeah polarizing using is very much the correct term because there are he can feel so good to play sometimes and then he can feel so painful to yeah, play just like because there, of there's it. certain aspects of his kit that on paper seem like they're just so fun like the pure like range that his sword has with his up tilt that hits the top platform on battlefield which some characters can't even reach by jumping uh <laughs> you know and uh and the kind of arc that his up smash has where it hits on both sides next to you and like above you um but the problem is, if you go for an up smash and miss, you're fucked. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, he's been, he's been. In, I'm super happy he's in the game. Um, I'm a little sad he didn't click perfectly yeah. with me, but hey, I'm. I already play Cloud uh, and Falco, who both fit me very well. So, um, Derek, what about you? Your last. Anything new and interesting? Uh, yeah. Um, so my. Uh, Xbox came in on Woohoo! Monday. I think I said it was coming out on Tuesday, and then it came a day early. It was, like, super uh, exciting. So, yeah, I just have been, like, diving into Game Pass. Um, I played, I moved, I started playing Ori on it, and it's aw- so awesome. Yeah, I played a little bit of Ori in the Will of the Wisps. It's so beautiful and runs so smoothly yeah, on the series. Yeah, I was going to ask incredible. you, Jeff, how much it compares to the pc version it just i mean it's already incredible and beautiful on pc but it just seems to be more crisp and more responsive which it like like i said it's already an incredible game so it just mm-hmm. it just makes it even sweeter you know yeah i think like the graphics options um it's like super sampled to 6k uh 60 fps which is just like yes. insane i don't like i don't uh, at that point, I don't really know if I can tell the difference. I feel like maybe if I ran it on my Xbox and then ran it on my PC, like I could like kind of see a difference. But um, I unfortunately my uh, I don't my 120 hertz TV is upstairs, and I don't have like the space to plug in my Xbox up there yet. So I didn't get to try out the uh, 120 FPS mode. But I I already can do uh, like 144 on my pc so I'm like ah, i've already kind of seen the game at that, that at that refresh rate, rate yeah. that frame rate and stuff so but i think i'm gonna play it, the rest of it on xbox because it's it's awesome that it's it's like a play anywhere title so your save yeah it just carries without having to do anything it's just there yeah oh, yeah. Really? yeah yeah it's awesome xbox is the fucking best um i'm loving my xbox series x uh 
it's i think i've it's absolutely going to be my go-to console on anything that's uh, uh not a playstation exclusive. yeah not exclusive uh I, I don't think i'm ever going to buy a game for it but i am going to play it a lot that's for sure with, with game pass yeah with yeah. game pass there's just no there's no reason to i feel like yeah. uh unless like there's like some kind of it ends up being that it is like maybe the more powerful console and so some games that are like triple a's or whatever run better or at least like i i I don't see it happening but like i might do that then but honestly yeah yeah, i'm so glad i got it i'm very Uh, very happy what is your opinion what's on like controller comparison but for between the series x and the (laughs) ps5 uh i i kind of i like what they did with the controller by like by adding the kind of like grippy parts yeah and... the textures on the triggers and the handles yeah mm, feels um, nice. i've always really liked playstation controllers as See, well as like xbox controllers i'm the so. opposite i've always hated the feeling of playstation controllers like especially going back and forth between the series x and the ps5 <laughs> controller the ps5 controller feels too wide in my hand and I feel like I, actually, I can't comfortably rest my fingers on the triggers of it. I actually had a similar realization last night because I my PS4 is in my bedroom and I use it to watch Netflix. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also used it to you know test Cyberpunk. Um, and I think I held it in my hands like in quick succession with the PS5 controller, and it did feel like noticeably like smaller uh and like but better i think i don't i i kind of agree with you i don't really like the blockiness of the dual sense of the dual yeah yeah the ps5 controller yeah yeah yeah. it's weird i don't know it just doesn't feel like it fits well in the hands like i said i love everything it's doing all the stuff inside the controller is unmatched yeah, the but, haptics are pretty unreal for but me. but the ergonomics of like how it feels to hold it's just like i can't get behind if the two controllers combined if it was the shape of the xbox with the innards of the ps5 it would be the perfect controller but mm. unfortunately <laughs> that's not how it goes. I, I see i like the way the ps5 controller feels in my hands i don't yeah, okay it doesn't I don't... bother me at all i'm fine with it. i i think like the ps3 oh uh, i held much, a P- i much preferred the xbox controller the ps4 was okay but i i i'm perfectly fine with this one compared to the xbox although i haven't tried the, the series x yet um but even yeah. like the Xbox One, I, I, it's very both. it's very similar to the Xbox One. It's just a little heavier, uh, and it's got like textures all over it that just make it nicer to hold. I've also never held an Elite Series controller, which I've always wanted to do, but I don't want to spend two hundred dollars on a controller. Yeah, uh, <laughs> two hundred dollars. Yeah, to get the Elite Series Two, I think it's they're two hundred dollars. Um, but maybe one day, uh, if like I. If I definitively in the next year like decide okay I'm fully in on on Xbox and I'm gonna play everything here I may eventually invest. I yeah. I thought about getting one for just to have for PC gaming. Uh, uh, it is 176 dollars new on Amazon. Yeah, right yeah, it's expensive. So it's like yeah. you gotta be the hardest core of gamers to uh to use this. And you gotta you gotta be so like a person good, who uses paddles. I feel like if you don't. If you don't like paddles, then it's kind of like not worth it because oh, that's the big thing is it has all the paddles. Well, it's got what the, the interchangeable. They're like where your ring and pinky finger would rest on the controller. There are little paddles there that you can yeah. like oh, assign okay. to like be the replacement for whatever button. 
Mm. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. So think about how like oh you weren't a Halo player. Think about in Smash how I put jump on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I get it. It's similar. So like I never have to take my finger off the thumbstick. So like yeah. imagine playing Halo where uh I never have to take my finger my thumb off the right thumbstick because I have jump and shoot on right bumper and trigger and then on the paddles I have uh what would be swap weapon and pun- yeah. uh what would be the other thing? B melee. Me- melee. Melee. Yeah. Yeah. So like I'm always have so yeah it's just like that little yeah. bit of extra but yeah I really like when controllers kind of add those additional buttons the problem is a lot of developers don't really utilize them yeah that's but what they're, it, like, they're neat for games with a lot of inputs yeah it it's they're great it's they're great for having for PC games I think too because you can you can just start going crazy with with everything uh, I know like I started I I with my latest mouse that I got I started using the programmable buttons on that for stuff. And it's like so satisfying to just like not have to to do actions and not have to like um, move yeah. your finger, like your ergonomics. Like for Back for Blood, that's I moved, what I was uh, doing. Yeah, I think you yeah, had to say what I did. I moved the push button to my one of my buttons, and that's it. Was just like boop boop. I, you know, you could run around. You're moving. It's yeah. Great. I have two thumb buttons on my mouse, and one of them, whenever I play first person shooters, one is the the interact button, so open doors or pick things up. Yeah, yeah. And then the other one is usually the melee button, so I can like keep my fingers on WASD more often. Um, yeah. yeah. My friends in high school always used to have those mouses with the uh, mouses mice. Uh, is that the is mice the plural of a, of a computer mouse? Mice. um anyway they he had a one of my friends had a mouse with the 12 buttons on the side and i'm like how how can you even do that like it it It, oh those are those are specifically for mmos yeah Yeah. it's it's unfathomable to me it's like so you can play mmos with one hand yeah Um, um any other games derek oh yeah uh so I did play, I don't, and I don't know if you had checked this one out yet, Jeff. I know maybe you had mentioned it, but uh, I started playing Monster Train. Ah, that's the other one. So it's like Monster Train came to Game Pass like a couple days after I had downloaded um, the other one, Star Renegades. Star Renegade, okay. So I was like, ah, oh, but I probably would have gotten Monster Train first, but I'm already committed to one. Maybe I'll play a game or two of it or a round or two before next week so I can talk about it, but we'll see. I heard Monster Train is also an indie game where you escape levels of hell. Yes, it is. Uh, and it's pretty cool. So I can't really compare it to Slay the Spire yet because I haven't like gotten all the decks and really dove into it. But um, from what I have played, it's pretty cool. I like that instead of playing like your attacks and your defenses and whatever with your cards, your cards, it's about like summoning and healing monsters. Um, and then, like, the main gimmick is you, you have, like, every battle, there's three levels to your train, and you have to protect the t- stop, basically, the enemies from getting the top level and doing damage to your, like, I think it's the pyre, technically. Um, so, you, like, you start off, they, like, spawn on the first floor, and you start, like, so there, there's definitely some strategy in, like, when you play monsters, uh, where you play them, like, um, each deck has a champion, which is like its main monster that I think you want to build around. Um, and uh, so there's kind of like, that's how you like figure out how you, I was starting to like kind of figure out in my first run, like what, what I needed to do. I, I had a pretty good first run, I feel like, but 
um, yeah, it, there's not, there's only, there's very, like, Slay the Spire, I feel like you, you fight enemies a lot, depending on, like, what you're trying to do, and, like, usually every other round is a, like, every other choice is a battle you're probably doing, whereas in Monster Train, you do a battle, and then when you pick your path, it's like three upgrade things or, or something, and then you have another battle, and then you do like three more upgrade things, and then you play you fight a boss or something. So it's the battles are less often, but they are a little longer, and I think there's more at stake. That that sounds um, very similar to Star Renegades. Like each individual battle is you know, like its own big thing, as opposed to Slay the Spire, where yeah, it seems like it's a bunch of more small things that you do in quick succession. Right. Yeah, and like cool. screwing up in Slay the Spire can like really fuck you over. Where in this, uh, like screwing up isn't that big of a deal until you get towards the late game, like the end, the end of it. When if you screw up in a battle, you're just screwed. Gotcha. Um, so like I, I don't think my they like did any damage to my health until the last fight. The last battle I did, the boss boss I did, and I just died out completely because <laughs> the boss had like two thousand health, and I could not do that much damage uh, in time. But yeah, it's cool. I'm definitely gonna play a little more of it. Um, it's definitely like I don't know. I've been like feeling like playing a deck builder, but I just like never really want to start a Slay the Spire run for some reason, because usually mm. when I do, I get sucked in. <laughs> so I feel like this game sucks me in a little less, because there's not as... It's not as lengthy to do a run, I guess. The runs go a little quicker. Gotcha. Um, See, now that sounds like the opposite of Star Renegades, because I'm still in my first run on Star Renegades, and I've been playing for almost two hours, two damn. and a half hours. Yeah, that's wow. crazy. Yeah, yeah these are... Well, Pretty what quick. is Star Renegades? Is Star Renegades like a turn-based RPG? Yeah. Okay, yeah. So, so the, ba- the battles themselves can go for several minutes. Yeah, and it's yeah. about like really plotting out each of your turns. Um, so should I play Monster Train, Derek? Will I like it? I think you'll like it, yeah. Okay. Is it out uh, on Switch yet? That's a good uh, I don't know. Like, that's a game I'd, re- I'd want to play on Switch. But also, I, don't have to pay- I have to play it on Game Pass because it's free. Right, and then it, <laughs> it becomes that decision: like, do I pay money for a game that I can play for free to have the luxury of playing it on my Switch? Um, it's a tough question. It is. That's it's going to be the toughest decision of my life going forward. Now that I have <laughs> my Series X, <laughs> mm. um, Xbox One and PC. Okay, so it's not on Switch. No. Okay. Um, anything else, Derek? Uh, so I finished Spider-Man. Yeah. Nice. That's the first one. Um. I did not realize like how dark that game is in like when you compare it to Spider-Man content like uh, I guess like current Spider-Man content like Spider-Man the first trilogy the new ones of Tom Holland I didn't really watch the Amazing Spider-Man stuff but like That's a right. lot of people die in the game like innocent people <laughs> and it kind of like took me aback like the when when uh the part with Miles's dad happens. I was just like, "Whoa, like this is some heavy stuff." Yeah. Uh, and then the whole mm-hmm. ending, like the end of the game, just uh, I was like, I I had tears in my eyes. Yeah, no, the, that game does yeah, stuff. Rough. <laughs> it was an emotional. That was a heavy game. Uh, I did not expect yeah. it to to go that way. Uh, my only criticism, I think, of the game is, um, I wish. 
that I felt at some point it felt like too many villains, you know. Well, mm. boy, have I got the game for you, <laughs> Spider-Man, <laughs> Miles Morales. Morales. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I like it was th- those the fights against um, Scorpion and and oh yeah, spoilers I guess for a two-year-old game. Uh, fights against Scorpion and Vulture, or not Electro and Vo- Vulture, and then Scorpion and Rhino were like fun, but it was like I don't know, like it was just like ah, oh, you guys are just. Spider-Man villains, like I, I wanted to get to to facing off against Mister Negative and facing off against Doc Ock because that, like, there was some weight behind those things. Uh, right. Especially, I, like, I kind of wanted to, I kind of wanted Mister Negative to be more of the big bad guy, but the Doc Ock like story arc, story arc is just so good mm. that it like it made me want to go back and watch Spider-Man Two. <laughs> well, arguably uh, one of the best superhero movies ever yeah with, uh, those Spider-Man 3 rumors you might not have to right I might not so, have to as, uh, some of it is rumors like some of it is like confirmed like, the guy that played Doc Ock, Doc Ock is, is confirmed yeah yeah that's that's gonna be wild uh, yeah they just Insomniac did just such a good job I think with create like doing the Spider-Man character doing Peter Parker as a character and like combining those two worlds into one and like really really laying down the punches on you yeah, uh, the, the kind of unique direction that Insomniac is taking on the Spider-Man story is really really cool because you don't really see a lot of other mediums do that yeah and what they do in Miles is, I think, equally as interesting. So I'm yeah, I get there. So I'm probably like the first. I'm, I I just got to the part. I just beat the part where you find out uh, uh, who the Tinkerer is. Oh, okay. Very and cool. that was like, so you're like I didn't 40, think we were. It, what? You're like probably like forty percent through the game. Yeah, it's it's right. It's not a long. It's not no. a super long game. Um, and that, that I was like, I thought it was gonna be uh someone else and then i was like oh shit like okay they're going they're go- they're doing this again mm. <laughs> uh, they, yeah they do a really good job with it I, yeah i'm oh, so yeah. I, i'm super excited to to finish that dive into that and finish that out i'll probably platinum this one just because there's not as much to yeah it's a do easy platinum as spider-man remastered but yeah. i might go back and play i want to play the dlc i think for spider-man yeah. so i'll go back to that if eventually you, if you skip the cutscenes in miles morales you can do the new game plus in like a few hours it, yeah it takes like five six somewhere in that range if you just quickly bust through it there's some cutscenes you can't skip but yeah um yeah, that is the only annoying part about the platinum is you have to play through the game twice yeah um so right now where you are in the game would you say you're liking miles better or about the same as the first one uh about the same uh, the, the addition, Miles' powers, the additions are nice, but it does feel, the game does feel more shallow, uh, I would say, than, than the first game. Mm-hmm. Um, only because it is, it is supposed to be a smaller scope of, like, it makes sense. Like, it's, it's a smaller game. It's not, you know, it's yeah. not this huge, expansive Spider-Man game. It's like a little, a little extra, one point five, if you will, for it also, before. It also, I think mechanically makes sense because Miles is just starting out as Spider-Man, so. Right, right, yeah, and I love the little details that, like, like when you're swinging as him, and he's like, he has no sense of balance, and he sometimes he's like swinging around weird, and his mm. when he's talking during the battle, it's like it's they did they do so well with these characters. 
it's it's really cool. Uh, yeah, I'm excited to finish that out, and really excited for Spider-Man Two when when they do that. That's going to be awesome. I feel like. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. What if what if that game is a co-op game and you and a buddy played through as Peter and Miles at the same time? Eh? Oh, that'd be pretty fucking cool. I'm already going through the like. What if what if you have to fight Venom Peter as as Miles Morales at some point oh. or something like that? Like there's just a lot of cool potential. There's so many possibilities. Um, <laughs> all right. Anything else, Derek? Uh, yeah. Uh, last few quick hits for me. Um. Are, I played. I finally dove into Demon Souls a little bit more. Yeah. Uh, beat the first boss. Finally, can start leveling up. I will say, Andrew, I did the exact same thing you did. I searched around that place forever for that freaking small child. Dude, even, even after I told you. Even after you told me, I like walked around. I was like, Andrew said it was a small child, but there's like forty small children yeah. here. Dude, it's like it's like the most obscure thing ever. Yeah, I I like walked by him like four times. I even went up all the way up to the top where it's like a leaderboard, which yeah, was yeah, yeah, yeah. really That's where cool. I went too. Um, but yeah, so I I'm diving into that. I'm really I'm really liking that. Um, and then I started playing because I want to play like a dragon. I started playing Yakuza Zero because Dante said to play it first. Um, nice. uh, You're not gonna be able so, to talk about like a dragon then. I will make it in time. Dude, you have a week. Oh, I will got, make it. And you got Ori and Miles Morales. Yeah, I that I've got. Okay. Yeah, do, don't you, you have the whole week off? Yeah, I am. I'm okay, on vacation right now, guys. That's, that's fair then. I'm gonna have Miles Morales finish tomorrow. We'll be good to go. Okay. <laughs> uh, I will at least start case, like a dragon before. I don't. I don't, I don't know here. where. Uh, I don't know where you were with it or what your mindset was gonna be, but make sure you finish Ori. That's yeah. important. Finish Ori. Yes, I'm going to finish Ori. Yeah, okay. I'm like a uh, maybe ten hours into like a dragon, and I feel like I have a good enough impression of what the rest of the game is going to be like. Uh, so I think if you get to like that ten hour mark and like a dragon, you'll be pretty. Yeah, sad. yeah. I'm, I played the shit out of like a dragon this weekend, so I think I'm a little farther than you now, Jeff. Yeah, I think you are too. Uh, I'm in like chapter nine. Oh wow, I'm I think I'm still in chapter four, maybe five. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, exactly. So um, so yeah, the the only. Uh, thing that the game does differently you know is kind of just introduce more mechanics to you mm-hmm. um and then obviously the story so cool yeah you that's that's an accurate assessment sweet yeah so touching on just beginning playing zero uh i already am like oh i'm gonna really like like a dragon because the, 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 the melee combat is like oh this is kind of cool but the idea of replacing that with uh like a turn-based combat sounds awesome so yeah i'm definitely gonna it's it's zero is like not a long game i think it's only like a 15 hour game so oh, okay. i'll be yeah i'll be through that and uh, start it and if, if i get too you. close i might just start yeah. it anyway that's much more doable i thought zero was like of a comparable length oh no zero is pretty short that's that's good then gotcha okay yeah that's that me it? all right yep. that's him all right um let's take a break uh, we've been chatting yes, for a good while. Yes, I have to pee really bad. And <laughs> when we too. get back, we'll talk about our favorite games that we played uh, that didn't come out this year. Sound good? Yeah. Sounds yeah. good. This just in. Andrew has some breaking news. Andrew? Yeah, so uh, again... 
following the trend of of Twitter kind of being the unofficial new like news source for everything. Uh, Hot Fix 1.06 just came out for Cyberpunk like within the last couple of hours, uh, which uh, removes the eight megabyte save file size limit on PC. They did it. Cool. But oh, it wow. won't fix save files corrupted before the update. So. So that's what that update Punk. was. Cause... Interesting. Yeah, uh, I, and I then, had like a gigabyte update when I signed on to Steam earlier. Yeah, there's I like one into it yet. There's one change to a side quest, and then they improved memory management and stability on console. Hmm. Well, cool. Yeah, they're gonna so. keep doing updates for the foreseeable future. So once again, PC <laughs> players are in a better are in a better place. Yeah, yep. let's make the version that works even better. Yeah, better in quotation. I Anyways. Mean, I'm all for it because maybe my experience will be better. <laughs> um. All right. Let's talk about the favorite games that we played this year that wasn't released this year. So, you know, everyone has a backlog. Everyone has games they buy on Steam when it's on sale. Yep. Uh, and then they never actually play it. So I want to know from you guys. We're going to go down. I told you each to come with three games prepared. What your favorite games are that you played this year. That wasn't released this year, so let's start with you, Tikon. This is—I feel like this is a good way to start off our game of the year festivities, because uh, the next basically yeah, month because, is going to be all game of the year stuff. Yeah, and obviously yeah. none of these games are eligible for those awards. So yeah, it's a good way to throw in some recognition for the games that otherwise would not get brought up. Exactly. So, uh, Tikon, what do you got? What was one of your all favorite right, well, games you played? Uh. My first one, uh, I haven't played it in a little bit just because trying to do some Game of the Year stuff and whatnot. But I would say uh, Resident Evil 2 Remake ah, on my PC. Ooh. Okay. Yeah. Uh, besides uh, Biohazard, which I only played a couple hours, and uh, Raccoon City all those years ago, uh, I think it's amazing. Like I don't know why I never played resident evil when i was younger um but yeah it's been so fun i'm still on the leon campaign but like i really like the combat um like i had i had mentioned it a couple weeks ago i had just recently got to the part with uh mr x and my stress level just through the roof now (laughs) um and i haven't really had a game get me like that Mm. Um, like uh, just really on edge the entire time, and I kind of like that because I'm a big fan of like horror movies and stuff. Um, the last the last I guess horror esque game that really kept me on my toes was way back when I used to play Dead Space One and Two. Uh, so it just kind of reminds me of those games. Uh, just very limited ammo, always uh, always on like the edge of your seat. Uh, hearing Mr. X just walking around kind of reminds me of like the xenomorphs. You just hear them like crawling around in the vents, but never seeing them. Mm. Um, so definitely, uh, definitely Resident Evil 2. It really it kind of took me by surprise um, how much I actually enjoyed it. Nice. Yeah. Uh, cool. I really I'm enjoyed gonna, that game when I played it. I am going to follow you right up because my number three game is Resident Evil 2. <laughs> hey, there you go. Uh, Very nice. Yeah, I, I agree with everything you just said. I love, um, I think, the puzzle box area, uh, mechan- like 
system that it, that it has going for it. Um, oh, I yeah, think the puzzles are great. Yeah, once it gets to the sewer and the the lab, it kind of wanes a little bit for me. The sewer is still a little bit like this. I just don't like, uh, I think, maneuvering through that area as much. But the the police department is really well done yeah. uh, as an area because of the way that you are. It's It's like almost Metroidvania-esque where you're just kind of bouncing around the same area and constantly solving puzzles to find keys to different locations um and it's it's and all all under the guise of mr x you know following you around fucking up your shit so it's uh yeah. it's it definitely really been fun. a while since a game has made me think as much as that game has too hmm. yeah it's uh it's puzzles are really smart the gun the gunplay is really uh is solid but also like keeps you on your toes because you have to be paying attention to how much ammo you have and like what you're using it on um, uh, my inventory is constantly full and it's like okay well what can i yeah. get rid of now or what can i combine now to try and get this uh this I, feel, stuff? I feel like that's a rarity in resident evil <laughs> like that defeats the whole purpose of resident evil it's all about being scarce and using your things correctly so if you're full then what are you doing you just not. I mean, I mean, there weapons? are a lot of encounters you can you can just yeah. kind of walk past. Yeah. I oh, no, no, I don't normally walk past. I normally try and kill everything and just mm-hmm. knife them. Maybe you're just at one of those points because sometimes there are like you know dips where the game will like kind of load you up. Um, yeah. But I think usually that's in preparation for like a fight. So. Mm. Um. But yeah, this is the year I became a Resident Evil fan. Same. Uh, Resident Evil Two is a big proponent in that. Um. That because I I've played that Resident Evil three now Resident Evil four and Resident Evil seven yeah you're playing and, them all and they were all on sale on PlayStation so I have purchased five six and one and zero which was like five bucks so I was like yeah okay yeah they're all on sale on Steam I might pick up a couple yeah, more and this just is, uh, I'm, slowly play them all I'm really excited to play the rest of the series. Um, I had not played a single game and I knew nothing about it prior to this year. So I think mm. that it was, it was a really unique experience going through all of them in kind of quick succession. Um, and maybe that should have been my, my the series I tackled before Assassin's Creed in, in that <laughs> style of, uh, of thing. Um, because seven games is a lot more manageable than the 12 that Assassin's Creed are, especially if you consider the length so mm. true so yeah very cool uh derek give me one of your games um, Say resident evil 2 <laughs> resident evil i haven't played resident evil 2 yet unfortunately uh, um i did buy it this year though so um i think yeah i'll throw that in as my number three fa- buying favorite game that you mine. bought but didn't play <laughs> <laughs> this, um, this expenditure of money felt the best <laughs> <laughs> This is tough. Um, I didn't play a ton of non-games that came out this year. Really? I felt like you were talking about your backlog throughout the year. Yeah, but I didn't like really... I, I was talking about it a lot, but I didn't really dive into it a lot. Now, like, now that I'm looking at my list of... Yeah. Uh, like A lot of them are either games that we played this year that came out this year or our games that were in the hat. Uh, but I do have, I think enough to, to pull a top three. All right. Um, I don't know. I don't have like a top three though. So I'm just going to go off. I'm just going to name three. 
uh, as I figure out my list on the fly here because sure, I can yeah. decide. This doesn't need to be in any sort of order. So uh, I'll go for I think the biggest one, and I, I yeah, right. This was this year. Uh, it was Hollow Knight. I played Hollow Knight. For oh the first wow! Time. Your completion like, this year. No Starting way. Starting this year. Did you start it before this year? <laughs> I still gotta beat that. Technically, I think I did, but. I never like played it really through. Mm. Okay. It wasn't until this year when it was when it came out on Game Pass and like that I actually played it all the way through and and finished it. And yeah, that I mean we talk about it a lot, but that game is is really 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 good. And uh, I don't think I'm gonna like Ori more than it. As I've been playing Ori, uh. I think Hollow Knight might might beat it out how far into ori are you yeah i liked ori better <laughs> but i also far didn't beat but... Hollow Knight, but i got pretty far yeah not not far enough yet to make a make a decision but i i'm still leaning hollow yeah. Knight right now yeah i think the 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 moment when ori really clicks is when you have all of your abilities and you're able to use them in tandem with one another to create that locomotion yeah for sure uh, so just wait for that uh, you know how we were talking about our Hollow Knight speedrun challenge thing? Uh-huh. I had I, was, I wish I had this idea sooner. We could have had the Hollow Days. Oh my fucking god. Right. I knew you'd appreciate that one. Uh maybe maybe next year. Uh, next or year next year for sure. We'll do the the Hollow Days where we'll we'll have our Hollow Knight speedrun competition. Hopefully I'm, I'm writing that Silk down. Song will be out by then. Ooh, there you go. Oh my fucking god, stop. Um Cool, yeah. Hollow Knight's fucking incredible. We all love that game around these parts. Um, yep. But yeah, I didn't realize that you'd like really just played through it for the first time ever this year. Yeah, yeah. That was like February. <laughs> yeah. It's so yeah. It's it, it was it was weird making this list too because there were a lot of games that I played in kind of the beginning of the year before there was um you know the 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 scheduled releases of all of the big hits. Um, I was telling Jeff earlier today, Nintendo does their kind of yearly wrap-up stat thing like everyone else does, like Spotify. Uh, it's the Switch year in review. And so I was looking at mine, and I had 97 hours played on my Switch in January, uh, which was more than the months of April to November. Whoa. In January yeah, wow. alone. <laughs> Just because after April, after Final Fantasy came out, then everything was coming out for PlayStation. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> it was very noticeable that all of like my Switch backlog games I played in January and February. Yeah, my uh, my Switch uh, year in review thing was one of my top five games was a game that I played in February. It was uh, the SteamWorld... Uh, not Heist, not Dig. SteamWorld Quest. Quest. And it's like, I had, I played that game for i think just in january or like the month of february and i never beat it and that was like in my top five games so yeah. i was like oh i didn't i didn't play a ton of uh switch this year oh it's yeah, just I all think one smash of, bros and allison playing animal crossing yeah one of my top five games was uh final fantasy 10 and i was like i haven't thought about that game in months <laughs> and so i was like oh that was that's pretty weird to consider that one of the like the, my top five switch games of the year you know mm. Um, all right, I'm going to give one of mine. So this one, I think, uh, is by default, everyone who has played this game, 
kind of has this in their category and it's among us <laughs> because uh, yep. among us in mine as well was it i didn't even i didn't yep. even consider that yeah that game came out two years ago but everyone started playing it this year that game's so much fun I and mean, i think we should play that again sometime soon we haven't played it in Definitely. a couple months the new map yeah, we only played it the coming one out time. soon yeah. right yeah they're working on the new map uh all sorts of new stuff they're gonna keep supporting it because obviously uh that's just been so huge and they canceled the sequel just to keep updating the this one but yeah that game's so fun uh it's just like a crazy party game i had family members reach out to me that i like don't play video games and they're like oh we should we should have a game of among us going and i was just like wow you guys play this everyone plays this my niece plays it my nephew plays it allison's cousins play it. it's yeah it's like one of those games that transcended uh uh kind of like just video the, game culture it became mainstream um it also was like one of the number one halloween costumes this year wow <laughs> was people yeah I, Tika, uh, didn't you dress up as a as an imposter a very cheaply imposter but yeah yeah my friend my friend joe dressed up as a as a spaceman yeah uh so yeah it's just such a fun experience mm-hmm. for everybody um so yeah Tika, you said that one was on your list as well yeah. All right. Then we'll just swing right on over to Andrew for your second one. Well, uh, spoiler alert, but Among Us does not appear on my list. I totally forgot that that was even a video game kind of, <laughs> when I was considering this. It's kind of like I almost I've said this before, but I almost don't really consider games like Among Us or Smash uh, or when I'm thinking when I'm thinking about lists like this, because these are more so the games that impacted me the most and like the the single player experiences like i think like they're so very very separate kinds of games in my mind um that i i don't really think about it for something like this although i will do i will say honorable mention to left for dead 2 because holy shit oh uh, you know i <laughs> thought that was gonna be on your list <laughs> like i it all i mean Is if it bad the... that, that was also on my list <laughs> you, can't, you played you left, played for, left the for the first time this before. year Oh, so this is like a first time. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That, right. Like my like my favorite the, my favorite video game g- in general that I played this year was Okami HD. But I've like played half of that game last year, so I don't really consider that either. Mm. Um. So I I didn't put that on on like this top three. Um. But yeah. So enough beating around. Uh, my number two is Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. Ah yes. Uh, nice. Uh, yeah. Game of yeah. the year that for me game... last year. Very good game. It's yeah, it's um kind of one of the starting points for me entering the larger Star Wars discussion, I think, because up until recently I'd only ever seen like the prequels <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> and I saw like I saw like the new movies in the sequel trilogy in theaters, uh, you know, kind of close to when they released. Um and only and it was only when episode nine released that I went back and actually watched one through seven, uh, like in their entirety. Because I think when I was a kid, I had seen four, five, and six, maybe a couple of times, if that. Um, but as like an adult, I had never actually gone back and and watched them. Uh, so in the last like year, I've consumed like almost all of the canon Star Wars media that I can. Uh, I'm almost I'm like 
finishing up season three of rebels and I'm done with clone wars. Uh, so fallen order was another, I think step on that way. And I, out of all of them, it's by far my favorite. Hmm. Like yeah. it's, I love it's, the star Wars lore in it's a really Fallen good order. star Wars story. Um, that doesn't do the things that the movies do that might seem kind of conventional. Um, and on top of that, it's, it, accomplishes the jedi fantasy really well because the lightsaber combat is so well done uh the force powers you get i think can be a little bit uh like rigid in their design because they're strictly used for puzzle solving most of the time and they do have some combat combat applications um but it's still just inherently a fun idea um and the seeing the the world's kind of you know because star wars is such a cool I think franchise because so many of the planets you could just like make a fucking random planet be like yeah it has this climate and this landscape there you go do something here's a and biome then, it's a whole planet yeah and you're like yep that that fits in star wars uh so kind of seeing the the different landscapes uh in fallen order and getting to explore those was, was really really cool um that game that game's awesome the characters are so well done uh it's very fun to play i don't care what steve says um <laughs> yeah yeah cool derek <sighs> all right <laughs> my number my next one i think <sighs> is going to be ah <sighs> oh, man this why is this uh, you know what i'll 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 go with this one uh Resident Evil 7. Ah. Nice. You guys didn't like it, but I really enjoyed it. And had a lot of fun. I like it. Yeah, I just didn't finish it. Andrew turned around on it. True, true. You you just didn't didn't, finish it. That's right. I never never turned around in the first place. I wasn't down. I just said that I think I, I, I just I just fucked up. You know, I just I put myself in a position that allowed me to like falsify my perception of the game whereas like i I was never really down on the game i just didn't feel like putting in the effort at the time to play through it uh mm. a part of that i think is the soured experience of playing in vr uh on the playstation vr mm. um but i really like seven i and i'm excited to go back and play it because i want to finish it so continue derek <laughs> Or, uh, yeah, so, yeah, I really liked it. I had a lot of fun, fun playing it. It kind of, like, reinvigorated my interest in the Resident Evil franchise. Uh, I'm real excited to dive into 2 and uh, eventually 3. And 4. And 4. Uh, yeah. Ooh, yeah, I keep forgetting about 4. Gotta play that. <laughs> Have you started um, it? Yeah, I've started it. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, I probably will even play 5 and 6. Oh, I, baby, uh, you, guys should do, six. you guys should play 5 as a co-op. Oh, that was yeah. Is it only two people? Yeah, it's better as a co-op game though than playing it alone. If it's still on sale, look at look for it. It's definitely on sale right now on Steam. Yeah, right. This this Steam sale's going on. Yeah, the whole series is on sale for the winter sale. Nice. I own it on Steam already. So, if anyone, if I get five, we should play together then. Yeah. okay, Okay. So here's here's the plan unofficial backlog game me and derek will play it on playstation Ooh. jeff and tikon play it on pc and then we'll reconvene 
and talk about it. <laughs> sure. <laughs> All right, you already own it on PlayStation, right, Andrew? Yeah. Okay, I'll get it on PlayStation then. Anyways. Uh, yeah. <laughs> anyway, Resident Evil Seven. Uh, yeah, it's it's a good it's a good game. Uh, if you missed out on it, I would check it out. I don't think I have anything more to say about it. Okay. <laughs> um, a lot earlier. Listen my- to old episodes if you want to <laughs> hear my thoughts more. <laughs> my number two game. Uh, it's a, it's it's a bit of a loophole, but not really. Um, my number two game is Persona Five. I'm playing Persona Five Royal, which technically came out this year, but uh-huh. the greater Persona Five as a whole. Uh, I, which came out in what 2017. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So yes. like, it's technically a, a 2017 game. Oh. I'm right, just well, playing. Uh, I'm just playing the the better version of it. Um, yeah. But yeah, Persona Five, man, that game's incredible. I think it's slowly becoming one of my favorite games ever. The more I play it, the more I fall in love with it. Um, yeah, dude, it's got so much style. All of the characters are lovable and wonderful, especially on. Except Mishima. My girl. Fuck Mishima. Uh, oh, is Mishima the guy that runs the fan site? Mm-hmm. He's a little weird. Yeah, I hate him. Uh, um, but yeah, I've been enjoying that game so much. Uh, it's, I think about it a lot, uh, and I'm kind of sad that I'm not playing it right now. I'm obviously putting it uh, aside because it didn't come out this year to play Game of the Year stuff. Um, I mean, technically it did, and a lot of other publications are including remakes in their lists. So yeah, but we opted not to. I and, know. Um. So, but as soon as. Uh, game of the year discussion is all done i'm very excited to kind of really dive deep and just play through the remainder of that game it's so good anyone who's a fan of jrpgs and hasn't played this game it's a, it's an absolute must play like 100 percent, you have to play this game it's and incredible. play royal yeah play the royal version even though there's, we're derek was asking about this uh yeah. was it last yeah. week? um even though you can play the the regular version for free on the PlayStation plus subscription thing, play Royal because it's got so many significant yeah. upgrades to it that just make it an even better experience. Yeah. It takes like, like let's like persona five is like a nine, maybe like a 9.5 out of 10 and persona five Royal is like an 11 out of 10. Yeah. <laughs> I, I can get behind that. <laughs> uh, T gun, give us your last one. Uh, I, I kind of misunderstood. I'm trying to think of <laughs> other games that I've played this year that I haven't played before. I mean, like Resident Evil 7 was one of them, but I didn't get too far into it. I started playing other ones. Um, well, did, did you start playing God of War this year? No, so I had started that last year. I, no, so I started that before I deployed. I started Spider Man before I deployed gotcha. uh, in 2018. So I yeah, but did like you complete those games? Because there's a difference between starting it and like playing it. You know? Oh yeah, no, I completed both of them this year or previously. Yeah, you know, no, no, wow. this year. Like oh yeah, so months ago. So maybe one of those. Which one of those? Oh, all right. You... Oh, then, then definitely God of War. <laughs> all right. Oh God, I loved God, God of War. War. So much. Yeah. I lost my mind when they teased Ragnarok. Yeah. Um, that's coming up. Uh, a lot of people are thinking next year. God, I hope so. Of war. Um, 
it, it was just so good. Like, the story was absolutely amazing. Uh, I was not expecting at all Atreus to be Loki. Um, Spoilers. It's been out for how many years? Two. Okay. And a half. Well, I mean, I can't say much. I knew nothing about Final Fantasy VII, and then Aerith dying that's, was spoiled for me this year. And that's I your completely 20-year-old game. <laughs> yeah, what? And I, <laughs> and I completely broke down. But anyway, besides the point... Um, yeah, there was just like so much I wasn't expecting from that game. And this was the first God of War game that I've ever played. Mm. Um, I did watch uh, like a 20 minute synopsis of all the other ones um, before I played this. But yeah, it was so good. The combat was so good. Just a serious power trip playing that game. Um, and the story was absolutely amazing. Like, I just found myself wanting to just go deeper and deeper in everything because i really like all like norse and greek uh lore mm. and i think they did just an amazing job with it yeah it, that game is like it's an incredible cinematic experience the gameplay is so satisfying and fun all the characters are awesome yeah it's just top-notch game for sure yeah no they did absolutely amazing and i can't wait to see what they do with ragnarok same andrew What's your last one? All right. I, I I was looking at this list actually just now, and I realized that I forgot to put Xenoblade on it. <laughs> um, but I don't know if that would even qualify since I only played 10 hours of it. Okay. <laughs> so technically, like, Okami and Xenoblade are, were already two of my favorite games ever, and I technically played them this year. Um, but uh, my... but. The, li- the number one game that I have written down in this list is Dark Souls. Mm, yeah, you've been super I high on Dark Souls. fucking yes. love Dark Souls now. <laughs> Which is funny, because as I mentioned previously, I have been listening to the catalog of Game Sharks episodes. Uh, and in the first few episodes, I shit on Dark Souls a lot. Like, I, I swear to God, every opportunity that I had to, like, say, like, hey, I played Dark Souls last year and I didn't like it. It happened like every time. And I'm like, dude, shut up. Like, <laughs> ignorant and, fool. And, I mean, it's not even not even from a perspective of me now liking Dark Souls. Just me looking this back is, at myself annoying. and being like, like, shut up, man. Like, just stop being such a such a shit. Anyway, <laughs> no, Dark Souls was really fucking awesome uh it's so satisfying to finally you know overcome these like gigantic huge fucking monstrous bosses uh one of the things i love the most about games is like the big challenging bosses and and the feeling that you get with overcoming those that's why i love hollow knight so much is because even though it's a metroidvania and its exploration is a big you know component of that game the bosses are equally as compelling compelling um and so dark souls kind of exemplified that but in a 3d space and the way that that game kind of handles its world building and the exploration of those areas is really cool because you kind of you have to keep a mental map in your head since there is no map but it's easier to do because like each section is so distinct um and even though the game seems like extremely open, it's actually like pretty linear, but the puzzle is figuring out which way to actually go. 
Um, because there is like a natural progression to it, but you could just as easily fucking walk like two feet in the wrong direction and get like destroyed by skeletons in the opening area of the game. <laughs> uh, Derek knows. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, and like it above all other games this year, it has made me more excited to play the rest of the series. Like when the demon, when demon souls was announced for the PlayStation five launch, I wasn't at all, excited for it but then as i played more dark souls it became one of my most anticipated launch titles Mm. um and even though i've only played it for a few hours collectively i still think about it all the time and i want to go back and i think it's similar to persona for you jeff where i after i'm done with game of the year stuff it's the game i'm going to dive into uh, cause I really want to finish it. Everyone has sung its praises for the last two months at me. Uh, and I really want to actually experience it, but I've just been so held up with other things. Uh, I, I saw dark souls two actually was on sale on PlayStation. So I bought that. Nice. Uh, bloodborne <laughs> bloodborne. I hear is either getting a remaster or it's on, I could just play it on PlayStation plus collection. Uh, I'm so fucking excited for like the rest of, of that series elden ring is now a game on my radar mm. uh, which the, fir- the first time I, I had even heard of it was when derek mentioned it in his anticipated 2020 games um, and it didn't even come it... out <laughs> yeah like half can't wait for the anticipated 2021 episode breath of the wild 2 hollow knight silk song 2020 was a weird year i i don't think those games would have come out regardless that's beside I, the point. I think there's an argument that Breath of the Wild 2 could have come out this fall to compete with the new consoles. Consider, look at their lineup. But Hyrule Warriors came out instead, which Maybe is that like, would have come out earlier. I don't know. You don't? Mm, there's nobody knows. Maybe it was supposed to be a companion game. Nobody knows. Uh, Anyways. I suppose. Um, either way, I am just... I'm always thinking about it. And I... It's like one of those things where I did play... Like, I did play Dark Souls last year, and I hated it. And I didn't necessarily hate, I didn't think the game was bad. I just hated my experience with it. Mm. Um, But once you get your foot in that door and once you you enter that space and you, you, it clicks for you, then it's like, it, it's, it consumes you. Right. Like, I think what, like, I don't know if you'll like it, Jeff, but I think you should absolutely give it a try. And then if it, if it grabs you, like it did me, then we'll have a fun time talking about it. Uh, I think that could be like, a 2021 20, venture for me is try to get into the Dark Souls games. Yeah, because it's obviously one of the most discussed games already. And everyone says like, oh, Dark Souls is like the epitome of difficult video games. And they're mm-hmm. not necessarily wrong, but I think it's like the way it's handled that makes it so special and not necessarily the pure difficulty of it. Yeah. Um. So I fucking I fucking love Dark Souls. Uh, I didn't expect to love it as much as I did, um, but I'm really happy I, that I made it through it the first one, uh, and I'm so excited to to play the rest of them. Nice. Uh, all right, I guess I'll move on to my last one. Uh, this game I consider to be a perfect video game, and I just so happened to play it for the first time this year. It is The Last of Us, the first one. Oh yeah! Oh, oh I, shit! I was, hmm. I was thinking about it, and I was like, "What other fucking games did Jeff play this year?" Yeah, uh, it wasn't a huge list for me, but like, there's there's some prominent ones on there. And yeah, The Last of Us I played back in February. Uh, yeah, that game is incredible. 
the combination of gameplay and story uh, and just how it all smoothly flows and works together. It's one of the best stories in all of video games, I think. Um, the characters, you get behind them and the world is just so interesting. And I don't know. It's just... It's the best version of a Resident Evil game, in my opinion. <laughs> that, like, survival least, horror. It's at the very least one of the best told stories in video games. Yes, absolutely. Um, yeah, I feel like... I don't know how to explain... Yeah, it's very rare that you come across a perfect video game. I have, like, maybe a handful of them that it's like, I can consider this package to be complete. I can recommend this to absolutely anyone of any taste of, like, games. If you play video games, then, like, there's this list of games I have. It's like, you should play this because it's incredible and everybody will like it. And, yeah, The Last of Us is up there on that list. Um yeah, I don't know. Uh, I don't know what else to say about it. So I guess we'll just leave it at that. It's just one of the. It's like in my top ten games of all time for sure. I think it's just, mm. it's just yeah, incredible. Uh, so yeah, that's it. That that's the wrap up of our favorite games that oh, we played. You skipped oh. me. Yeah, I was gonna say, did we do Derek's number <laughs> one? Oh, nope, nope, we're you all done. Yeah, no, uh, crunchy Sorry, peanut butter. Uh, cr- I was just gonna say, fucking crunchy peanut butter only gets two. <laughs> uh, anyways, uh, go ahead, Derek, what's your number three game? I'm sorry, I totally forgot and about you. W- what was going to be, and th- so this is the reason I couldn't think of a list, is because anytime I was thinking about what my favorite game this year was, all I could think about was this game. And it would have followed up Andrew perfectly because the favorite game, my favorite game that I played this year was Dark Souls Two. Yeah. Oh well, there you, go. you played that for the first time this year. Uh, I really played it for the first time this year. Gotcha. Uh, I looked at my old save save file when I like from when I first tried it, uh, when I booted it up originally, and I had played for three hours and I didn't get past the like first starting area that I was done with and long gone by the time I got to that time. That's uh, like period. Gotcha. In, yeah, that's fair. That's the exact run. story for me with Dark Souls. I had maybe yeah. two or three hours in my first original try, and then I I picked it back up this year. So, yeah, I I definitely had I think a very similar experience to you, Andrew, playing the first one, the first time that I that I had with Dark Souls was the first time I played it. Um, I played it right after coming after playing bloodborne uh which i like is my favorite game of all time and i was like yes i love this series uh i can't wait to to like dive in and play all these games and i think dark souls 3 was announced so i was like yeah i'm gonna play like dark souls 2 like scholar of the first sin edition had just come out for ps4 i was like i'm gonna i'm gonna play it and i like couldn't get into it i hated it i like hated everything about how how different it was from from bloodborne like i was like oh i guess i don't like dark souls <laughs> like i guess i just like bloodborne uh and i was really when dante and i were doing our challenge i was the most nervous about this game because i knew it was the one i didn't like like i knew that three i like when i played three the first time i really loved it i knew one fit like was similar to three but it was just like the first one so it's a little jankier and i was and like I was like, I know I can handle it, but two, like I don't know if I can handle two. I hated it so much when I first played it, and I came out like it. It's like one of those games that 
a lot of people didn't like it when it came out. They were like, ooh, this is worse than Dark Souls. And a lot of people were like, no, this is the best Dark Souls. And like, this is the best Souls game. I think a lot of people still hold Dark Souls 2 as like the best Souls game. And I think hmm. uh, it's because of what it does. Even It does a lot. It improves on a lot of things from one, but then does make some weird decisions in that I think it like it goes back into some mechanics that were in demon souls like the like when you die you lose health and that made that game more artificially difficult um there's a lot of like the the, the world is more open than dark souls one so it like y- there's like you can go kind of one of i think technically three paths in the beginning of the game uh before you like get started because one area you don't really need to go to until later, but it is technically like the easier area for like if you want to start there. It's pretty like definitely opens up that area too. I think it has the best, definitely has the best like hub world in Majula. Uh, it just feels like oh, it's like this little village. It kind of makes the f- world feel more alive than something like the Nexus or. Um, like the Firelink Shrine and Dark Souls one, it's just like there's yeah. a couple people that hang out there. Whereas Majula, like there's like it, I don't know, it just like kind of feels a little more. There's not, there's probably an equal amount of people hanging out there, but it's just like it's like sunny and it's by the water and it kind of like has this different vibe to it than than the rest of the uh, like home worlds in, or you know starting areas, not starting areas, the hub hub areas yeah. in the other games, uh, and then. It's just like it's just more of Dark Souls. It's there's so many bosses. Each boss, some bosses are stupidly easy, but they're just still fun to fight against because they're like kind of cool looking or uh, they kind of have some interesting mechanics that if you you know once you figure it out they're really easy. But it's still like fun to like figure out how do I beat this guy. Um, yeah, yeah. It, I really liked it, and I can't wait for you to play it. Yeah, um, and it is now a game that I own. Yeah, uh, I will probably try and play it after um, after Demon Souls. Problem only problem being that uh, January is already looking. January February is already looking to have some heavy hitters uh, for twenty twenty one releases. <laughs> um, maybe not you know big expansive games like something like Final Fantasy, but still like games that i want to play so we'll we'll definitely see i'm really excited for when i do inevitably get there above all else i'm fucking because uh, i'm playing them in order i think what i'm gonna do is do demon souls then two then three then bloodborne and bloodborne uh, is the one where hopefully... i'm like where i'm like every everyone in their fucking mom says that bloodborne is one of the best games ever made yeah hopefully and by the so time I'm like yeah you get to it either they do a remastered version or they like do an update yeah that's what i'm thinking right like it's like it's like if i wait long enough a better version of this will probably exist (laughs) like it's already so like yes it it runs at six it runs at 30 frames per second which none of the other souls games run at 30 frames per second they all run at 60 frames maybe maybe demon souls i guess might run at 30 on the ps3 but on on PS5 runs at 60, so so, like yeah, but like when I first played it, I didn't, I didn't know. I thought, I I thought maybe it did. I didn't, you know, I didn't really care. But it's like I that game running 
that game in 4K at 60 FPS, uh, like, I can't wait for it because I'm going to play it as much as I probably played it. Originally. Yeah, and like with with like probable 3D audio and haptic feedback, like oh, I feel like I feel like that experience is going to be transcendent. It's going to be such a good game. That's not an exaggeration. <laughs> like, it could be. It could very well be one of my favorite video games of all time, and I am very, very much looking forward to it. Sweet. Um, I wanted to read one more email that we got. Oh, okay. for Adam. Yeah. Uh, real, real, real quick, can I just hit a couple honorable mentions that I yeah, really? Sure. Go for it. I wanna. I, I, I still really fucking love these games, and just because they didn't make my top three doesn't detract from them. It's Spider-Man, which I also played for the first time this year, uh, back in like January. That was another mm. one, uh, and Fire Emblem: Three Houses. Oh, that one is so good. I love yeah, Fire that Emblem one. That one, I was like, holy shit! Like this is one of the best games of 2019, and just every other game that I played just bumped it down one notch. <laughs> so <laughs> I just wanted to give it its uh, its due diligence. So you may continue, Jeff. Okay. Uh, Adam sent an email and he's basically said, yeah, I got to play a lot of games that I've never played before because he built his PC this year. And in no particular order, his three favorites that he played were Dishonored, Bioshock 2, and Portal. Uh, we haven't actually had him on. He, I think he played Bioshock 2 recently. We haven't had him on to be able yep. to talk about that. But uh, yeah, a very solid list of games right there. Uh, he's talked for very sure. highly of Dishonored for a while. Portal, uh, Bioshock Two, everyone speaks very highly of, and obviously Portal. The Portal games are some of the best ever. Wait, is he saying that he liked Bioshock Two more than Bioshock One? Uh, this doesn't say Bioshock One. It says Bioshock Two. So, oh boy, uh, <laughs> Derek has some words. <laughs> but the big question is, what's his favorite kind of peanut butter? Uh, fuck you. Uh, <laughs> so. Let's move on and wrap up this episode with some trivia. This trivia was actually sent in to us by Steve. So I didn't <gasps> have anything to do with this trivia. And this trivia, I hope you guys have played Star Wars Battlefront because this is a Star Wars Battlefront trivia. Not oh boy. A fucking chance. It goes across all of all of the all Star of Wars them. Battlefronts games, the original two and the new two. Uh yes. you can you can kind of Maybe use your general Star Wars knowledge to to work out some answers, but we will see how it goes for you. All right. Are you guys ready? Yeah. No. I'm ready. <laughs> okay, now I'm ready. Okay. Um, question number one. What is the only map in the original Star Wars Battlefront 2 where you can play the mode Hero Assault? All right. Okay. So this is, the, this is the time when I guess a random Star uh, Wars location. Yes. Uh, the you, I'll give you a hint. It's a planet. It's a specific planet. So what? Planet? Okay. Good. Because I was gonna say the Death Star. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I mean that is no moon. <laughs> it's not because eventually you could do it on multiple. So it's on the original release. On the original release of the yeah. original okay. Battlefront Two. Uh. Okay. We're gonna have Andrew. <laughs> go first uh kashik okay t-con hoth derek kashik the correct answer is tatooine oh no points for anyone in battlefront 2 that's what he said that's he has correct (laughs) 
I don't think that's correct. Well, I didn't fact check, so he uh, he has some. What did you say the name of the mode was? Hero assault. Hero yeah. assault. He said uh, he has a little bit of factoids with every question. It's specifically Moss Eisley, and he said this was supposed to be in the 2015 version as DLC, but was never made available. Wait. Oh, what? that's right. Okay, I had it. I had it uh, mixed up. You threw me off when you said the planet because in in the like yeah, game, nope. it's called Moss Eisley, whereas Kashyyyk is just called Kashyyyk. Oh. So threw me off. But yeah, it is, it is correct. So, okay. Question number two. Uh, hang on. I'm going to rephrase this one a little bit to make it make more sense. Uh, what unique ship can both parties use uh, on the Bespin platform map in Star Wars Battlefront? What unique when he says both parties... Does uh, he mean so like uh, rebel and empire. Yeah, so like all all version every like faction. Okay. Can use this vehicle. All right. He's, he's talking about the first game. Yeah, in the original Star okay. Wars Battlefront, what unique ship can both parties and all factions use? And by ship, you mean space ship. <laughs> Correct. Okay. So there's pull, a lot of there's a lot of variants in the Star pull, Wars. Yeah, pull from the universe. well of your knowledge of spaceships in Star Wars. We're gonna have Tcon go first on this one. Uh, Tie fighter, Andrew, the Millennium Falcon, which doesn't make sense, but it's what I'm going. With anyway. <laughs> Derek, <laughs> uh, I think it's like the I thought it maybe it was the clone transport ship. The uh, oh yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, uh, that's incorrect. The correct answer is. The cloud car, you know those like what it's those two those yeah. two orange pods. It's yeah. Like, yeah, it's like the Bespin ship. Oh yeah, I, Bespin. Uh, I should have gave it away. Yeah. All right, no points still. I, I'm starting to think maybe no one will get any points here. Question number three: What Star Wars Battlefront, the 2015 version, hero can heal themselves? So only one. One hero in the game can use a healing ability. Who when you say it? hero... So, in the Star Wars Battlefront <laughs> games, it's like you just play as basic either stormtroopers or clone troopers or droids, and uh-huh. then you can activate and like fight as heroes or like main characters from the games. Okay. Well, if Padme was playable, it's definitely not her because she would just lose the will to live. Oh, wow. <laughs> Holy Savage. shit. Tikan, she's already dead. <laughs> Uh, uh, <laughs> okay, so what hero can heal themselves? We're gonna have Derek go first. Uh, I went with Leia. Andrew, I also went with Leia. Tcon, same. You're all correct. It was in fact Leia. Yeah. Well, good job, everybody. Yeah. If she can pull herself in space, she can fucking heal herself too. Yeah, right. <laughs> Um, Steve says, cool fact, Dice traveled to the filming locations of all three original films. Apparently, John Boyega wasn't impressed by the game's content, specifically the lack of offline story mode. It wasn't just him, it was literally everybody. Uh, also, Disney said EA could not add or mess with canon, hence why it is just a multiplayer sandbox. Huh. Uh, question... What? That wasn't a question? No, that was his fun fact for the end of question three. Oh, okay. I was trying to decipher what the fuck you were asking me. No, Steve has... <laughs> I was so confused. Steve has fun facts after every question. Oh, question okay. number four. I was trying four. to piece it together. Star Wars Battlefront 2, the 2017 originally, originally had loot boxes. This You're never going to get this. 
How much money would you need to spend or how long would you need to play the game to unlock everything? This doesn't include DLC, just the original game. Uh, if you give me one of those, I'll say money within $100 and time within 100 hours. So if you can get either of those right, you'll get a point. If you can somehow 100 get, hours? Jesus. If you can somehow get both of them right, uh, I'll give you two points. Okay. So how, how much money or time does it take to gain access to everything in the game? Uh, T-Con, you're going to go first this time. I think f- 500 hours, and let's just go with a cool $1,000. Derek? Uh, I'll go with 700 hours and $1,200. Andrew? I'm going to go with uh, 650 hours and $8,000. <laughs> no points for anyone. Uh, Derek was the closest on money. The money was two thousand one hundred dollars. And I, I remember the number eight sticking out to me. None of you were c- remotely close for hours. For hours, it is four thousand five hundred twenty-eight total play hours to unlock everything Jesus in that game. Holy shit! Yeah, that game was. Uh, needless oh. to say, people were mad. Uh, okay. I thought five hundred was a lot. No. <laughs> uh, I was actually very confident with that. 500. Uh, Steve's little factoid. EA said on Reddit, this was to make players feel more accomplished when they unlocked a new feature. Uh, yeah, a sense it, of pride that, and accomplishment. It's, it's in the Guinness Book of World Records for being the most downvoted thing on Reddit. <laughs> and EA stock dropped by 2.5% when it happened. Oh, well, if they got downvoted on Reddit, then that means their their credibility is, is shot. It's I shot, don't trust. Yeah. I Game can't. over. They're, they're just shit gone. <laughs> All right. Question number five. In the original Star Wars Battlefront 2, you get an upgraded weapon for completing certain objectives in a single life. What are those upgrade weapons? Um, so, so there's like, he lists all the specific names. This is a weird question. Um, if you can list any one of the names of the upgraded weapons, I'll give you a point. The the fucking names? There's one, two, three, four, five. Is it cheating to ask what the base weapons are? Uh kind of. Okay. Actually that's, I I don't know any of that's the, fair the enough, actual I guess. names. Uh yeah. So we'll have we'll have Andrew, go uh-huh. first on this. <laughs> Can you name any of the upgraded weapons? Lightsaber. Uh, Tikan. Uh, Han Solo's uh, blaster. Didn't you used to play this game with Willis and I back in high school? Yeah, we played this I game mean, a ton. Was, we, yeah, we played it a ton, but it's been so long. Yeah. Uh, what about you, Derek? I used to love it, though. I'm going to say one of them is like the Ion Launcher. Um. Nope. <laughs> no points for anyone. Uh, the pistol became the precision pistol. The rockets became the remote rocket launcher. Uh, the shotgun become became the Fletchet shotgun. The oh, yeah. yeah. The we got the elite rifle. Uh, the elite wrist blaster and the beam rifle. Uh, specifically, I remember I would spend all of my time getting the elite rifle, and I, yeah, that was the, my one. So I, I 
stuck to this question because I personally knew one of the answers. So I was like, oh, maybe uh, okay. maybe someone could figure it out. But uh, it's based been on, so long. Based on the amount that you guys have played the game, I was like, ooh. Uh, so there's a three-way <laughs> tie. As much as you, it's just been <laughs> With so long. one point, baby. With one point each, and everyone got on the same question, there's a three-way tie. So we're going to go to... Uh, the tiebreaker question. Is this the first time this has happened? Maybe. Where everyone's in the tiebreaker? I think so. As wow. of May 2016, EA has sold 14 million copies across all platforms. This is the number that were sold. This this the number that were sold to retail outlets. So who knows? Ah, oh, fuck. Wait. I just read the answer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, retail outlets? I was like, wait, so what Like, what do we have to guess the game? Okay, well, yeah, here we go. 14 million copies are sold. Which game was it? Out of, As out of May, you said May 2016? I don't know, did I? <laughs> Guys, did he say May 2016? Check the tapes. Uh, okay, so yeah. Which, which game was it? Star Wars Battlefront, Star Wars Battlefront 2, Star Wars Battlefront 1-2, or Star Wars Battlefront 2-2? Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. I was like I was like, what do you fucking mean? Uh Tigon, you can go first. Hold on. I'm very confused by the one two two two. Is that like the the, the, the remake and, and, the, the remake and then the remakes? Sequel. Yeah. Okay. Uh I'm gonna go with uh the not the original one, but the second one. One two. Okay. Yeah. So so Star Wars Battlefront. That was made in 2015. Neo, Neo Battlefront Eesh. 1. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That's, that's also my answer. Derek? Battlefront 2. It is Star Wars Battlefront from 2015. So Andrew and t tie for the win because I fucked yeah. up. High five. Okay. <laughs> Sorry about that, everybody. <laughs> um, Yeah. Congratulations. Thank you for sending the trivia, Steve. It's less work that I have to do, and it's a little bit more fun, in my opinion, when other people do it, even though sometimes it is completely out of the realm of knowledge of of uh, us. But hey, it's still yeah. a little bit fun. If it's if it's As long as it's good trivia, I don't care if I know the answers. Yeah. There you go. Um, all right. That brings us to the end of uh, this episode of the Game Sharks Podcast. You can find us on Instagram at Game Sharks Podcast. You can send us an email with your trivia at GameSharksPodcast at Yahoo.com, or you can go on our website, TheGameSharks.com. Next week is our big Game of the Year discussion episode. We are going to figure out all of the nominees for Game of the Year for all of our categories. We aren't doing any news. We aren't doing what we've been playing. We aren't doing trivia. We are just doing our Game of the Year nominee deliberations. Uh, It's going to be very fun. Very excited about it, so get ready for that. Yeah, this is going to be where the meat of those discussions happen because we will obviously touch on the games when we announce the winners, but this is going to be where we fucking, you know, nose to the ground. We're going to figure that out and until we leave that room. Yes, the room the, of the, the Discord yeah, the, the, room. The chat room. <laughs> um, okay, thank you very much for listening to this episode, and with that, we are Finn. Crunchy peanut butter. Crunchy peanut butter for life. Okay, what did I miss with this fucking peanut butter shit? (laughs) 
Uh, they were going on about how great it is, but you and I both know how terrible crunchy peanut butter is. Yeah, fuck crunchy. It's all That's right, fuck crunchy. Buttery, smooth mm. peanut butter. And jelly. <laughs>